Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dynamic Dice. My name is Reed Rickert, and I play Kazaran in this campaign. However, tonight we are running a special Valentine's one-shot, and I am DMing for the group with Mac, Haley, and Grayson all playing. So tonight uh, we're going to mix things up and go counterclockwise, and uh, we'll start with Grayson. No, we're out of order. I don't like it. Oh, gosh. Uh, Hi, I'm Grayson, and I play Jacques, (laughs) Lieutenant Jacques (laughs) LaCroix. Haley? Oh, I thought you were doing yeah. character facts. Sorry. Ooh, I thought we were doing <laughs> we'll do some character you facts after the intro. I'm drinking, so can, can a little bit of We're slide. having fun tonight. But I am Haley. I play Blake. And I'm Mac, usually the Dungeon Maxter, but now I am playing Yorin Drenel today. With a uh, companion co star of. Oh, yes, with the companion co star of Sultrin, Matriarch of the Exiles. Yes, so Mac will be playing both Yorin and Sultrin tonight. Um, but for everybody, Valentine's Day is here. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll let them get their cords all figured out. All right, I got a little bit of an intro spiel here. Um, so Valentine's Day is here. And what better way to celebrate than with this heist-themed one-shot? Um, in this adventure, our players will attend a house party hosted by a wealthy high alchemist with the goals of stealing a rare love potion that the host recently acquired. The party will take place on a private island within the archipelago, providing a, u- a unique and exciting setting for our players to explore. Um, with that, let's get into some character facts of the week, and then um, we'll get started on the premise. I feel like this is so proper. <laughs> <laughs> ba, ba, ba. Is that a weird? whole thing written, and I'm over here like, I don't know what my character Yeah, it's is. weird having a DM who actually preps. Yeah, Mac's just like, yep, Ooh. this is our party. Have at it, guys. <laughs> um, my, the notes just say tropical <laughs> island, scary, question mark, and that's it. I mean, there's pros and cons to everything. That's my first character fact that we I got. The quarter's I- been... Since I introed first, I guess I'll go first. Clockwise, clockwise. So Jacques, uh, being pseudo-French, is very excited for Valentine's Day. As the French, as we all know, is one of the languages of love, because I've heard a lot of different languages Mm -hmm. of love. I don't think it's English. Mm -mm. Spanish could definitely be. But past that, uh, definitely French. Definitely French. So that's Jacques. He's excited. That's about it. Jack's excited because he's like, yes, French language, language of love. That's my thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oui. I respect that. Oui. Oui. <laughs> I wrote it. Well, on the flip side of that, uh, my character fact of the week is uh, Blake doesn't fully understand Valentine's Day. She's never had a crush in her life. She's just kind of like, yep, this exists. Um, she's aware of it, but she's never exactly celebrated Valentine's Day. So it's a little weird for her. And she's like, hmm, big party. All right, why not? All right. Um, well, the Yorin fact of the week is that, uh, Yorin was a little bit down on the ride over here because he still hasn't gotten over one of his ex-girlfriends who left him with a broken heart and 25 stitches. Ooh. <laughs> How did he get 25 stitches? Um... It also landed him in jail, too. Wait, so, but that does not answer the question of how he got 25 stitches. A rapier. Oh, where? Uh, right across the chest. He's got, like, oh, the Zorro. He went for the heart. 
So yeah, she went for the heart. The pokey implement slashed you? Uh, she was, a, it was a wild swing. There was a lot of things going on. The Navy was going by. It was a mess. It is a shame for a swordsman to have a scar on his back. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, with that, I will give a uh, Kazaran fact of the week because it is well-deserved. So, um, because Kazaran is not joining this uh, adventure, it's actually because there is a requirement for an even number tonight. The uh, party guests must bring a date. And Sulthrin insisted on bringing Yorin, and that left an odd man out between our party. <laughs> that makes me look so so, <laughs> so um, before a Blake picked a gentleman to go with, Kazaran uh, removed himself from the selection because Kazaran is currently betrothed, and he feels that if he goes to this fancy party, the party does not even know this. Um, <laughs> this is why it's a Kazaran. Fact. So he would have told you guys this uh, because he is betrothed. He does not want to bring any more attention to that by going to a party about uh, Valentine's Day. So he chose to remain on shore with the rest of the uh, islanders and the crew and you know rest up um to get into the beginning of this session um after you guys have rested and uh leveled up to level three sultran whoa 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 i have to ask blake to the valentine's yeah wait um well you don't even know about it because sultran is going to tell you about it well damn it <laughs> so while you guys yes, are all resting yes, it, it, no it's about to come up so, so just a gentleman, okay? while sultran um is waiting for you guys to build the ships you guys finish your your long rest and level up and uh you are interrupted by sultran and uh she has a package it looks to be a large kind of burlap envelope and uh she's like hey guys Ooh, that's my sulfurin voice. Oh, Mac, give me a sulfurin. Hey, Mac, come on, give me a sulfurin voice. Probably better than mine. No, let me let me imitate it. Give me some. Give me a chance. I think Max is more sultry. I like sultry. I don't know. Hey. Oh man, now I gotta get back into that voice. Uh, hey guys, Giovanni. Giovanni here. I'm sulfurin. I am blue. I am a druid, and I am the people. Okay, I got it. I'm in the sulfurin. Hey guys, I'm sorry to interrupt your rest, but I received this, and she holds out the envelope. This missive, and it actually is uh two invitations. Do you guys think you could spare a little bit of time tonight to help me uh, bring down a, a will breaker? You see Blake go pale. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we are all about fighting evil by moonlight and winning love by daylight. So. Well, with Valentine's Day being right around the corner, I think that if I could just get maybe two of you to accompany me to a party, and she hands the two of you, um, Blake and Jacques, a envelope each. So I have just sent you a message in Discord in the group chat. She says, if you guys could just take a quick look at this. Um, and between the three of you, Kazaran, Blake, and uh, Jacques, if you could uh, select two of you to join me tonight with Captain Yorin, um, we have some business to attend. It'll be fun. We'll bring down a, a will breaker and maybe you know, we'll have a good time. So uh, I would like one of the players to read this invitation to the audience because I wrote it and I want you to read it. That's no fun. We Ooh, like we could do a popcorn paragraph style. No, paragraphs. don't give me anxiety. I don't need that. <sighs> I, can start. I don't I need to relive my middle school days. Ooh, do you want to do any character voice? Absolutely. You could read in middle school? I couldn't. The power in the DM seat in a potentially canonical campaign is going to my head. <laughs> hey, Reese, why don't you explain why uh, this world about St. Valentine has Valentine's Day? <laughs> um, I can do that. I can do that. Go ahead. Sorry. I really want to see what you think. 
Um, so Valentino was one of the best criminals of our time. He was a gangster, a drug lord, a will breaker, and a bona fide badass. Everyone loved him, even though he was a criminal. And so they dedicated a day to him, and uh, because he was such a player, but he was always a monogamistic, one person at a time, playboy. He would uh, enter relationships with a bunch of people, one person at a time, break it off very suddenly, exclusive, frequent flyer, and uh, he was well-respected. So they named a day after him, and now everyone on that day partners up with a single person, potentially short-term, potentially long-term, and uh, they do what Valentino did. Quality time. And uh, break the law. Romance. <laughs> well, what's a more romantic gesture than committing a felony? Together, yeah. <laughs> Jack, we're committing a felony. Anyway, there you go. Thank you for that curveball, Mac. Um, I got you. See, I have to do it back to you every once in a while. <laughs> so I think Jacques is going to take this one. No, I am going to. Jacques is going to read this. <laughs> <laughs> you are cordially invited to an attend a Valentine's Day celebration on my private island within the outskirts of the archipelago. Join us for a night of food, drink, and merriment as we celebrate the season of love. Please bring a date to enjoy this special evening with you. Our host, the renowned High Alchemist, has acquired rare love potions and will be showcasing them during the celebration. You do not want to miss this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. <laughs> we will look forward to seeing you there. With love, the host and staff of the Valentine's Day celebration, the High Alchemist, Azazel Thorne. And because that was so well done in character voice, uh, I'm going to give you a point of DM inspiration to use during the session. I have forgotten Max, to do that. Max Thank you Bates. for reminding me. Whoops. <laughs> so, since this is the first time it is coming up for listeners, I, I guess I shall explain how read the DM in Why my two campaigns. Why you just taken over this campaign? I am the, the campaign idea. So, in my campaigns, the two I run for my uh, family and friends, I use DM Inspiration. It is a point that can stack. You can have multiple. They don't expire anymore. And you can use it as a luck point. Um, you can use it to... But it's a little bit more powerful than a luck point because you can use it on somebody else other than yourself. It basically... Any D20 roll can be re-rolled for the DM Inspiration. They don't expire? They don't expire. Great. Because that means that's my second inspiration because I got another one for bringing Matt coffee. So... Yeah. Did you really? I did. Um, Dang! I will leave it up to Mac if... Actually, I guess, I guess we can allow Grayson to uh, decide if he wants to use his uh, canon DM inspiration for the one-shot. But that's up to him. It's a, it's a game-time decision. Guys, I think this may be a mistake because this is the episode where you learn we picked the wrong DM. No, 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 no. no. I'll, run, I'll run the second campaign, so stick around for season two in oh, no. two years. I'm here so to I want to run season two. Okay, well, I'll be chaos. around for season three in about four years. <laughs> Stick around. See, this is actually Reed's worst nightmare. He's combined two of his other campaigns. I'm people. going. Oh, I'm going no. to run the Patreon <laughs> yeah, exclusive <laughs> campaign three. Actually, you're gonna uh, direct the Netflix adaptation. Oh, that'd be we nice. Don't do that. That's <laughs> as long as there's no anime first and then a Netflix adaptation, because then it's just weird. Podcast first, comic, then anime. And eventually, once society has crumbled, it's the last great literary work. All right. But with that, Solthren, again, uh, he was like, hey, now that you thank you for that, Jacques, that was, that was really well done. Um, we which of you, uh, do any of you really want to go to this party? And uh, I guess me as Catherine talking to myself, says, uh, actually, uh, Solthren, I am betrothed. There's no way I'm going into public with anybody else that could be seen as a You're date. You're betrothed? 
Anyway, Solthrin. Wait, um, wait, we're just uh, talking to, like... Okay, go on. Out, go on, Blake. Gloss go on. over that one. Uh, yeah, Blake, I, I am betrothed. It is one of the big reasons I ran away from home. So... Oh, so instead of mommy and daddy issues, it's girlfriend issues. Uh, I have never met her, so... You've never met her? I don't even how remember her name. How does that work? Jack, how does that work? Wait. Mom set the whole thing up. While this is happening, I would like to cut one of the fire kiwis into, like, a flower shape so I can present Aww. it to Blake. <laughs> oh, my God! So, I don't want a bunch of these important people, right, Solthrin? It sounds like this, um, high alchemist, Azazel Thorn. he's a pretty big deal. Yeah, he's, he's a pretty, you know, he's a pretty big guy here in the archipelago. A lot of people come from the mainland and the uh, free alliance of kingdoms to get away from the law for a little bit. So he's a pretty big shot. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't want the uh, attention. I don't want to get back home, the word. So I'm going to stay here. I'm going to rest up, take it easy, and you guys go have fun. I don't want to go. What it was. Shot gets down on one knee. <laughs> oh, my God. Miss <laughs> Blake. <laughs> <laughs> Would you do the the uh, the pleasure of joining me on this uh, this date? Yep, I yeah. Wait, and I we, ha I have as you would say, <laughs> <laughs> flower fire kiwi. It's so cute. I don't know how good it is. Well, it's delicious. No, not the carving. <laughs> well, um, I guess you have to roll a roll sleight of hand <laughs> for your knife skills. That's a twenty-four. Oh. Wow, it looks like a beautiful lotus and rose petal combined. It is spectacular. You even managed to you even managed to trim the outside rind to make beautiful little pollen uh, stems, whatever they're called. There's a word for it. I used to know it. Jacques is good at the language of love. Yorin <laughs> oh. um, just goes and like whispers to Sultran. Yeah, Kaz didn't stand a chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and so that's what makes this a one shot. It's the only episode I'm actually gonna have a French accent. <laughs> hey, I was listening to the podcast. You actually use Spanish a lot, and you're like, it's true. <laughs> it's really so it's French and Spanish. <laughs> anyway, um, so he's like, yeah. So it looks like Kaz has decided to um stay in. What a loser. Anyway, um, the the, the two of you, uh, if you guys want to join, uh. Yorn and I, I got the, the boat here, and it's just a few hours, you know, a little bit east. We stay in the shallows, no worries at all. We'll be there before the sun goes down. And then we party till the sun comes up. <laughs> so, uh, Kazaran, Merrick, Gavril, make sure that you guys finish those three boats, and uh, we'll be back before the construction's complete. Oh, that's what it is. So, <laughs> you know, sense. I've always heard the sea term called shipping... Is this, is this what this is? No, we? No, we? We know. What does that mean, Jack? It's just French, it's love. It's ha ha ha. Well, the, the lady of the fair sea sometimes, you know, the way of the water, the ebb and the flow. <laughs> Um, anyway, guys, uh, we should get going. The party does start at sundown, and uh, if we don't, I mean, I'm going to have to exhaust myself pushing this boat magically. Otherwise, we're going to be late. And, uh, if you're on time, you're late. And if you're early, you're on time. So let's get going. Wait. All right. Hey, what's wrong with military? 
Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I am Lieutenant Jacques. <laughs> no, wait, am I? I'm... Okay. Yes. Remember yes. your place, yes. Lieutenant. <sighs> yes, Lieutenant. Congratulations on the promotion. All right, oh, all oh, aboard. Merci. And uh, <laughs> you see her uh, Her boat is, seems to be kind of unmanned. She uh, calls for it like a Tesla with a little... <whistles> and the boat uh, pulls itself into the sand, and you all board. What's the engine noise? You know what would make this boat? Some birds. Wait, I have a bird? <laughs> I, I had two birds, but I can't seem to find the blue one. I only have this orange one. But it was that necrogram. I haven't seen it in like four days. <laughs> it must not be important. There's plenty of birds on the island I would just befriend. I didn't even have to enlighten them or awaken them like I did for Giovanni. Your partner? Uh, no, he's just my friend <laughs> yeah partners in crime yes um well not crime i, w- I don't assume <laughs> that you do crimes i was i was assuming it was kind of in the uh yes the crime air quotes uh anyway guys let's uh let's get going i have a few things to tell you before we arrive at this party and the boat sails off into the setting sun um, Solthorn uses her magic to propel the boat, and uh, you see she's putting a fair bit of effort into it. And she goes, so, from what I've heard is, there is this love potion that uh, the High Alchemist has recently acquired, or perhaps created by his own hands. It seems to be of the nature that forces someone to love another, which I cannot abide by. Love is a sacred thing and should be a mutual circumstance that somebody finds themselves in. Wait. Compelling someone is so, it's so unnatural and wrong. I would like to get the potion and destroy it. Yeah. Consent is hot. Oh, <laughs> it is so hot. <laughs> we became a PSA for consent. Well, Actually, get consent on Valentine's Day, but... Do you think cap- the captain has Allstate because you're in good hands? Oh, I quit. Yes. No, I'm done. That was better than the ship joke. <laughs> um, speaking of that, while we're do- um, traveling over, Yorin is actually uh, doing something now that he's healed and he's got himself a new weapon. Um, you guys see him kind of carving into a battle axe, writing some runes on it. Ooh, and a little, fancy. And he's able to carve another rune onto his uh, breastplate as well. Talk to the microphone, not to me. Sorry, I'm not used to being on the side of the table. It's yeah, it's really weird to so Mac. I'm not going to lie. So, I see how it is. No, I like... I have a few things to tell you about the party. There will be a bunch of other high-end guests, and I know that it might bother me, but I will restrain myself. This is in the archipelago. A lot of the people from the Free Alliance of Kingdoms and the Empire come here to get away from the law, so there might be unsavory guests along with ourselves, perhaps some smugglers or illegal arms dealers and that type of business. But there's also politicians and noblemen and fellow adventurers like you. So I'm not sure who else was invited. Uh, I, do, I, I do have a question. Do we need the um, party outfits? <gasps> oh, party you have outfits. party outfits. I'm assuming that was a very fancy outfit. I saw you working. <laughs> I saw you. I saw you working on something in your downtime, but I'm not sure. Did you get them completed? You can what do sew? they look like? Oh, we. <laughs> Go ahead and what? take them out. Let's see what you have. Well, uh, uh you're I'll dressing s- the party now, Grayson. Dress the party. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> I'm ready. I uh, so Jacques is wearing a black 
uh, basically tuxedo, but with like coattails. Uh, we're gonna do masquerade, even though we don't know it's masquerade. Uh, so he's wearing a black, like pointy, just like half mask uh, and a top hat. Um, and then Blake, I think we're gonna put you in like white, red. Yeah, yeah, like white and red. I like that. Maybe okay. like okay. knee length. I'm here for this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Yorin is going to be the most crotchety looking thing that I can find. <laughs> Wait, do I have but, like, a mask? Very, very, oh yeah, you have a white mask. Half mask. <gasps> I didn't have enough time to make masks for Yorin, but um, we'll make something up. Um, but you are in like, think Ron Weasley from like, Gumball <laughs> Fire. Or like, I had the right like look, but the materials are a little too old. Oh no. <laughs> so like, oh, very Yorin. nice suit, but it's like burgundy. And his collar's up. <laughs> All right, you know what? Yorin is going to try to rock this as best he can. Um, yeah, he's going to do that. He's going to take some also some driftwood that he has and use his uh, carving tools he's got now, and he's going to try to carve himself a... He's going to carve himself a badger mask. Small, but I guess uh, Solfren would help with her druid craft to make uh, you know the rough cuts and let him finish off the fine detail. I'm yeah. assuming Solfren has her own. Oh, I'll just grow my own. It's fine. Just grow your own. Yeah, I mean it's, it's organic. Wow. Yeah, it's organic. And uh, so she is already wearing um, kind of uh, this woolen green linen along with uh, accents of plants and vines. And so she's just going to. Uh, promote the plants and the life to grow these beautiful leaves that kind of spiral counterclockwise around her. And then this dress of leaves literally grows around her. And uh, she puts some little flowers around the collar and cuffs. And she goes, ah, it's perfect. It's like I was born to wear this. It's very natural. We. We. Anyway, um, I was going to tell you all that... The, the High Alchemist, he likes to keep his finer arts and uh, I assume his now very public potion displayed in a sort of gallery that doubles as some sort of vault. It is probably within the mansion and there's probably defenses. I've never been, but he is himself an alchemist and he employs some magic casters there's probably some form of defense that you better be prepared for uh can we assume with their illegal potion making that they also may use um non-consent spells yes there is probably will breakers among the guests and i would bet that if the high alchemist himself is willing to display this potion publicly, he is without a doubt a willbreaker himself. But he is a very famous and uh, well-off entrepreneur, alchemist, and uh, I wouldn't recommend messing with him directly. Let's just get the potion and get out. So you don't want us to kill him, Sol? I think killing him might be a one-way ticket into his workforce. Good to know. Oh, and I forgot, just for our outfits, I switched our masks up. I have a white mask, you have a black mask. Oh. So matching, sorry. Um, <laughs> I, have, so good. I have one thing to give you that might help. I think I shall remain with the rest of the guests and allow you to investigate. I prepared a, a scroll. Can any of you use spell scrolls? All of you? No. Uh, 
Can't anyone use a spell scroll so long as they open it? Yep. If you can understand the language it's written in, common? Do you need to speak common? Okay, well, Blake. <laughs> he speaks French. I speak the language of love. <laughs> I am not. It's not one of my languages. Um, is, is magic a language of love? I can speak with plants. So are you and Yorin like a thing? No. Yorin looks very dejected. No. No? Definitely not. He looks really uncomfy right now. That's just simply the seat. <laughs> anyway, um, I did prepare for you a single spell scroll of Dispel Magic. If you need to use it, simply present the scroll and dispel a source of magic that you suspect or have identified. No, don't open it now. Oh. The boat stops. <laughs> Total side note before we get there. Could you grow me just like a couple roses? Roses? Um, what color? Uh, red. It's, red? It's, it's the love day, of course. Red. Why am Painting I the roses. <laughs> yes, I will grow you some roses. Here you go. Long stem, short stem, uh, or still budding tulips. Long stem. Long, long stem. Long stem roses. Here you go. So she grows him some roses, and uh, you guys look off into the direction of travel, and you see an island approaching. You see that there's actually a uh, stone harbor that has been masoned. It seems to be a very... Uh, Rich, think of like the cruise private island. This is a very nice tropical palm tree, white sandy beaches, and a stone jetty extending into the ocean. Um, and I have a bit about the uh, scene in which we are going to be at, so I will read it to you in Reed's voice, not in Sultan's voice. Last question. Go. What is the name of Sultan's ship? Hmm. Oh, yeah. uh, I think that's the DM's choice. Mm. Not my choice. Throw that back to okay, back okay. real quick. <laughs> um, man, I was gonna say all right. It's the, the voyage of love. Norwegian <laughs> carnival. <laughs> Is it Disney Express? No, 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 don't, say no don't say that word. Don't say that word. They'll come for us. <laughs> okay, it is the um. Man, now this is a lot harder than I remember last week. Um, Perhaps something nature-themed. Let I me know, stick my head I'm over the side of the boat and read. <laughs> it is the... Hmm. Fuck, why is this so hard? All right. Uh, okay, okay, a few more seconds. <laughs> it's the... It's the archipelago, Archipelago's Bloom. That's the Archipelago's Bloom, Jacques. Anyway, as we are getting ready, beyond the best behavior, and um, we're almost there. Okay, so for the island that you guys are approaching, um, you see a large kind of, uh, you guys might call it a castle, but it's not in the shape of a traditional English castle, but you have uh, the following description. You guys have... The High Alchemist Estate is on a private island in a sprawling compound of interconnected buildings surrounded by lush tropical gardens. The main building is a tall, imposing structure of dark stone with towers and battlements looming over the surrounding island. The entrance to the estate is a grand gate set into the high stone wall guarded by a pair of armored guards. Beyond the grate, the gate, not the grate, <laughs> a broad avenue lined with palm trees leads up to the main building. The avenue is bordered by carefully tendered gardens filled with exotic, exotic plants and fragrant flowers and is lit by flickering pink lanterns hanging from the trees. The main building itself is a massive edifice of stone and wood with tall, narrow windows and a sprawling central courtyard. The interior of the building is richly appropriated with marble floors, 
uh, tapestries on the walls, chandeliers hanging from the ceilings, and fine art. The alchemist's private quarters are located somewhere on the top floor and are said to be filled with all manners of strange and wondrous things. This is his gallery, including the rare love potions which he so recently acquired. The grounds of the estate are also um, include a stable, a greenhouse, and a small dock for arriving guests. The island itself is surrounded by crystal clear waters, coral reef, teeming with exotic life. Blah, 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 blah. Guests are already on the island, and some of them are choosing to explore the island, relax on the sandy beaches, take a swim in the shallow water, and join the main party inside. Overall, the High Alchemist Estate is a luxurious and extravagant place, perfect for a grand Valentine's Day adventure. And there's the last bit of reading I will ever do. Yes! Um, I did not write that. FYI. <laughs> do you want to see a secret? Yeah. I'm not going to show you. I want to see a secret. Say okay, um, secrets from I'm the gonna... DM. This is, this is me. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Just as I described. <laughs> so, as um, excuse me, as Sultrin surprise for you at the end. As Sultrin <laughs> pilots the ship into the dock, you see a, uh, a staff attendant ties a, a mooring line onto the boat and basically um, valets it into a mooring slip as you guys disembark. Um, Sultrin takes one of the invitations because it's one. Invitation for two guests and leaves the other with you. She's like, we'll probably need these to gain entrance into the estate, but Yorin and I shall make it a ways in first, and uh, you guys follow up after. Um, and away we go. And she begins walking with you to the um, main gate and then into the building. As you guys approach the main... bring weapons in? Yes. Nice. They're letting us bring... I don't have any weapons. Um, <laughs> this is this is a not necessarily a lawless because there are enforcers, there are guards here, but nobody is going to care if you bring a gun into church it, it's or Valentine's a battle axe Day. into the party. So yeah, it's Valentine's Day. You need to bring protection. Uh, this is just in? a giant PSA. Anyway, responsible on Valentine's <laughs> Day. Oh my god, I just thought about that little girl. What? So, okay, can I go on a side tangent? Yeah, let's really go on a quick? side tangent. Okay, perfect. I went to Walmart to get something, and there was a dad walking with a little girl. She must have been, like, maybe four or five. And she looks at him, and they're, like, going through the Valentine's Day aisle. And she looks at her dad and goes, Dad, she goes, my birthday is nine months after Valentine's Day. <gasps> Oof. And I just about pissed myself in Walmart. <laughs> because he was like, Yeah! <laughs> And she was so proud. I think that makes them Scorpios. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh. Yep. Yep. Oh, Be gosh. responsible. Don't have a Scorpio. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think so, Halloween babies are cancers. I'm a cancer. Mm -mm. Yeah. Nine months after Halloween is July. Oh yeah. Well, congratulations. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, so as the four of you guys approach the, the main gate, there's a. Um, you know, an eight-foot-tall stone wall with a large portcullis that's been raised for the party. Standing there is two guards in um, full armor, and one of them is kind of standing in the middle of the walkway, obviously checking these invitations as you approach. Some guests in front of you simply show the envelope of their invitations and are passed through. There doesn't seem to be too much um, security here at this gate, um, but this guard captain does um, stop you. There is a... Um, Let's take a look what he is. Uh, he's a dwarf, broad-shouldered. He has a bright red beard and a 
stern expression. Uh, he has full plate, and he carries a large battle axe, not too uh, different than uh, Yorin's. And as you guys approach, this dwarf says, I'll be needing to see your invitations. Oui, one so. <laughs> ah, I don't need to read it. That will be a bit further in. The uh, head servant, Lucinda, will check the contents, but I just need to. You may enter. And you may enter. All right. Uh, don't be causing any trouble. Otherwise, you'll be seeing me. Yorin looks to see if he's taller than the other dwarf. <laughs> I guess we're rolling for height. <laughs> hey, uh, we're not rolling. Stand we're just rolling. Canonically, Yorin is a small dwarf. Stand axe to axe. <laughs> All right, then I'll roll with advantage. Oh, no. <laughs> I got a seven and a six. Yorin's a short king. <laughs> please stand. Anyway. Oh, please stand short. Please stay out of trouble. Don't you, short dwarf, keep that battle axe where I can see it and don't be using it on my grounds. You'll see when it takes me. He just mutters to himself as he walks by. You think they're... Enjoy the party <laughs> and don't get too drunk. Don't tell me what to do. Like yes. <laughs> um, so this dwarf lets you guys in, and you see a small line forming at the entrance into the glorious building. There is a small halfling, um, kind of a stout, plump, motherly-looking uh, halfling, and she's wearing the livery of a serving woman. Um, she is opening the invitations, verifying their contents, and then allowing two people in at a time. Inside, you can hear the um, music and the laughter and the conversation of party guests as um, the event is well-lit and well-populated. I need to get one last bit of vengeance in here. Is the halfling hot? No. Uh, <laughs> she is a motherly-looking gray-skinned... Oh, no, 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 no. Motherly-looking does not mean not hot. Oh, so she might be... Uh, <clears throat> This is a Valentine's Day thing. You gotta roll for everyone. She would have been hot in her prime. She is now considered. No, 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 no. Molly she's still Weasley hot defending now. her children. She's hot. hot. Okay, <laughs> she's hot. She aged well. Yes. <laughs> she is equally as plump as Molly Weasley was in the movie. So woof. Ooh, mm -hmm. Let's go. Oh, I'll hello. Have some of her hello. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, everybody. Please have your invitations ready. Just simply show me them. Let me check their authenticity. And uh, that will be it. Jacques is a little panicked, so he's just, like, showing everyone his invitation. <laughs> she sees this. Oh, it's fine. You just need to show me when it's your turn in line. And uh, <laughs> she checks the invitations of the people in front of you. And uh, Solthrin and Yorin go first. And Solthrin's like, uh, here you go. Here's our invitation. She's like, ah, uh, yes, yes, perfect. That looks, everything's in order. Go ahead and enjoy the party. Also, has anyone noticed that we're wearing masks? Or are they also wearing masks? Oh, weird. your business is your own. No one else is wearing masks. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. That'd be rude. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it just seems to be the, the three of you wearing masks. Three. It is three. Oh, boy. Very strange. But it is very beautiful. You have, that's yeah, great. <laughs> Um, but, okay, you, you two may enter, but can I see your invitations? Oh, well, yes, everything seems in order. So she just simply takes them out, looks at them, makes sure that it's not an obvious forgery, and then uh, hands it back and goes, well, thank you, enjoy the party. And uh, remember to have a good time. 
It's love is in the air. And uh, she lets you in. Inside, you guys are at the entrance of the main building and the estate. This is a kind of a grand party room that opens up into the center plaza. There's a fountain in the middle, plants all around. There's a bard playing in the corner. And there's a wall. Uh, it's a woman, actually. <clears throat> anyway, um, the rest of the room is uh, along one of the walls. There is a very fancy and extensive table of food. In one of the corners, there is a set of bartenders that are serving drinks to people. And there are other servants with plates of hors d'oeuvres passing around snacks. Are they show bartenders or just regular bartenders? What's the difference? Are they, like, oh. flipping things around or are they just normal? Show bartenders. Um, one of them might be a show bartender. There's multiple. <laughs> are you kidding me? If they oh, a nat 20 and a 2. One is so stern and serious. He looks like the... Uh, Slowly shaking a ginger. Yes, he looks like the most rigid old man butler that you could imagine. The most... You could put a ruler on his back and you wouldn't find any. <laughs> it is so straight. Um, the other one is dancing around, flipping bottles, catching them with his feet and shaking two or three drinks at a time. He is the show. And they are making these fancy looking drinks. I bet the grumpy one lives here and the other one's just for I bet the grumpy one makes a damn good drink. Mm, fair enough, fair enough. I don't know anything about um, At the other end of the room, there seems to be a pedestal, kind of like a um, church dais. Uh, with push the idol off. What do you guys call the... It's a lectern. There's a lectern um, in the top of the dais, um, and it looks as if it's uh, been prepared for a speech. It's decorated with flowers and hearts and red lanterns. Um, that is... Nobody there? Nobody's up there? And uh, I need everyone to roll the first bit of dice for the game. First, I need everyone to roll an investigation check as I describe the rest of the room. That's a 13. I lost him. It hit the floor. You got to reroll. Wait, I wonder what I rolled. Well, oh. this is 16. And that would have been okay. Yorin <laughs> only got an 8. Damn it, Grayson. I wanted the 16. <clears throat> okay. Um, Yorin got a 16. What did... No, Yorin got an 8. Oh, an 8. 13. 13? Like an 8. An 8. So we have two 8s. Okay. So, um, as you guys are looking around... Um, I suppose, um, I will give you each a little bit about, uh, what's going on. So, um, Blake, you take a look at the staff, and you see that there are staff members serving, uh, on the snacks that are being passed around, spiced nuts, deviled eggs with caviar, and mini quiches. Oh, rewind, rewind. The devil eggs have caviar? On top, yes. So it's eggs on eggs? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, it's actually eggs within eggs on eggs. Weed. Eggs okay. through weeds. Um, Wait, you also notice eggs? It's fish eggs. Oh. Um, also, how expensive in today's day and age. <laughs> oh, this is one of the most beautiful buildings you have ever seen. There is gilded curtains, curtain rods. This is a very fancy building. Do you think is... this is the money Kaz comes from? Maybe that's why he didn't want to come. <gasps> Do you think this is family? Um, is the High Alchemist also known as Heisenberg? No. Are they hot? I haven't rolled for that yet. <laughs> um, you see upon the snack table, there is cheese and crackers, fruits and vegetables. I don't know what this word is. It's a crudite. Crudite. Uh, there's also smoked salmon. Grayson, you ready for the other one? Canapes? 
Canapes, yeah. Canapes. Mm, perfect. Canapes and Reed, what's a canapé? It is a small little, looks like a little half dollar sized finger pie filled with uh I'm so proud of you. Yeah, yeah that's filled really with good. Smoked I salmon. Was... Wow. <laughs> Do you have a definition right no, <laughs> I didn't even know how to pronounce the word. Did you have to look it up? I uh, knew what that one was because Kaylee makes them out of the puff pastries at Christmas. Anyway, okay. that's my sister for I'm the proud. listeners. I'm proud. Um, other than that, uh, you see the bartenders seem to be making three types of drinks. And as the patrons take them, you see them have some form of compulsion. In the non-vernacular word, they seem to be very much so enjoying their drinks. They seem to have some form of Magical modification to them. Ah, uh, so you would just maybe call them liquid courage? <laughs> oh, there seems to be a different effect depending on the drink that you order. Are they all the same? Are they different colors? Wait, no, no what, there what, appears what the to drink? be a uh, martini, some form of whiskey on ice, and then a rum punch of some kind. Jack, what, what should I order? I've never had anything more to drink than what I had on the boat. Well, let me My tell... your life. We, oh, so we should fit in what's fancy. Fancy things. Um, fancy. Fire kiwi drinks. Yeah, but we're not making the drinks. Do we bring any fire kiwis with us? You br- Wait, Wait, I pulled out the flower! Yorin, like, puts a flask down and goes, You guys didn't pre-game? What's pre-gaming? <laughs> oh, this is gonna be a long night. No, really, what's pre-gaming? I pre-gamed on the feeling of love! <laughs> <laughs> um, well, then I guess... As you guys make your way over to the bar, <clears throat> you begin to listen into some of the conversations. And Jacques, you begin to hear some of the um, more noticeable guests. There seems to be your commoners, and then occasionally there are people that stand out. And as you listen to those people of interest have their conversations, it sounds as if the alchemist has prepared this demonstration where he publicly shows off the love potion to be in about half an hour, 45 minutes, kind of at the start of the party, a welcome, and then... Um, return to the festivities. So you have a little bit of time to either have some drinks, look around the... Uh, before we get to the bar, I'm going to lift Blake's hand, kiss it, and then shoo off to the dance floor. Okay. Because I'm going to try and dance my way to the front where the day is thingy. Okay. Um, I guess uh, go ahead and roll me a performance. I'm for the ride on this. Well, you can well, follow me, but I... for now I'm... Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Okay, we're working with something. 16. 16. Uh, Yeah, you are one of the better dancers, and uh, perhaps hiding behind a mask allows you to let a little bit of yourself out there where you wouldn't normally. And uh, you join the dancers. The bard is very skilled, and um, maybe you dance around as the, the partners, the dancing partners, pass between each other, and you have a good time. Blake! You make your way to the bar. There's a small line, and it seems as if there are three drinks being offered. Um, Yorin and uh, Solthrin join you, and uh, there's a small sign that says a love martini, fire whiskey, and pixie punch. Uh, fire whiskey, uh, TM, <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> Made from fire kiwi. Oh, I'm So out. is this when we open now, like, a brewery on top of the <laughs> podcast? This becomes a finance simulator. <laughs> you make it the best brewery. Also, in the background, as you guys are going to introduce yourself. While we're at the bar, I would like to try to get. I would like to drink um, the fire whiskey, and I would like to try to 
put the pixie punch in a flask. Okay. okay. Sounds good. Um, so the, the very rigid bartender's like, what do you want? Uh, give me a fire, a fire whiskey and I'll take a pixie punch to go. All right, you got a container? Yeah, here you are. All right, what do you want? Uh, I yeah. don't know, surprise me. All right. Anything you want. He's going to roll a d4 and give you whichever one you roll. I was like, as a bartender, never say, if I don't know. If it's a four, mix them all together. Oh, fuck. It's a four. Yes! Oh. Let's go! Okay, so he makes you with a fire whiskey. It's a large square cube with this uh, pink liquid. He passes it over to you. Fire love pixie? Fire love pixie. It sounds like a super um, name. Then he fills your flask with this uh, pixie punch. Pass it over like, all right. Now this is going to be tricky. He gets you a big cup. And uh, you see him make up three of these individual drinks. And then he just pours all of them into the same cup, puts a little straw and a little party umbrella in it, and hands it to you. Is there a Wait. little, like, death poof above it? Um, no, but as you add the colors together, you see them begin to swirl and sparkle in these little sparkles of pink and hearts uh he's like i'll call this one uh is it uh the alchemist special Cusco's poison <laughs> the poison the Cusco. Cusco's poison. uh it kind of looks like a fire whiskey dream girl <laughs> a fire pixie dream girl. <laughs> you need anything for your friends uh sure let's do the fire oh, one. <laughs> All right, I'll have him make a drink. And so you see the fancy one go, oh, with pleasure, with pleasure, I will make you a drink. <laughs> and he begins to uh, rapidly shake up. Uh, we'll roll for uh, Jacques' drink. Jacques, you have rolled the love martini. And uh, he pours you this That's pink drink into a martini glass, and he draws a heart with whipped cream, and he's like, woo! And he goes dancing Ooh. out like a ballerina Ooh. onto the dance floor to bring uh, Jacques this drink. Um, Yes, he dances it out to you. You know what? I'm with the bartender. <laughs> All I can think of now is the bartender is the like the elegant guy from Spy X Family. <laughs> it's like elegante. <laughs> Anyways, moving anyway, on. so um, do you guys drink your drinks? Uh, I'll down the fire whiskey. I'm gonna take a little sips of sips. I'm gonna take. Wait, what's soldering it? Um, I'll have water, please. What? Plants need water. Why are you guys judging me? I'm not I'll have judging. Water. I never Is said I was judging. Am I judging? Sparkling water? <gasps> Can I have some sparkling water? Perhaps a mango tango chainsaw? Oh my god. The bartender. Oh, I <laughs> anyway, uh, as you guys taste your drink, you begin to see why people had these um, convulsions and compulsions as they drink them because these have effects. And I'm glad I that you each picked a different one. So I need each of you to roll a d20. What happens to me? Um, you actually need to roll three 20s okay. to see because the effect uh, not, might not activate. What did we roll for? Uh, this is just a d20. Okay. Depending on how well you do, the effect is different. Yoren is, is nothing but consistent because he's only rolled eight so far. Okay, so Yoren got an eight? Yep. Okay, well, let's go in order. Um, Yorin. With the fire whiskey, you, um, one drink per person at a time. So, 
Yorin, you have been granted the temporary fire resistance Ooh, for cold. one hour. Wow. Um, what did you roll, Jacques? Jacques rolled an 18. Ooh, with the love martini. The drinker temporary gains, uh, let me see, 18. Ooh, maximum effect. You gain resistance to the charm effect for one hour. And um, Jacques, not Jacques, um, Blake. Wow, do I look like him? I'm actually not looking at you. I am. I see how it is. Um, Blake, roll your 3 d Okay, I rolled a 16, a 5, and a 19. Okay, so the 19 is going to be the highest effect. One of the effects wins out, and it was the third. So you actually um, get the effect of the pixie punch. Um, you, as the drinker, temporarily gain... Um, an increase to speed and agility for one hour. Speed goes up by five feet, and you gain a plus two temporary modifier to dexterity. Oh, let's go! Now we gotta do stupid shit. Okay, so that lasts for an hour. We didn't need um, drinks for that. You guys uh, can talk about these drinks, and if you want to go have a different drink at any other time to change the effect, just to let me know. As we're dancing around, uh, just to confirm our theory... Are there any people with just their mage hands out? Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> there is a bartender, not a bartender, there is a server who is walking around with this tray of hors d'oeuvres, and the mage hand is delivering the snacks to people that request them. There is, yes, people use mage hands very often in the noble society. Hmm. All right, and with that, you guys have your drinks, you've learned a bit about their effects, and the party is in full swing. People are enjoying the music, dancing amongst themselves, and conversing along the edges of the room. If you want to join some of the conversations, you can look out for some of these VIP personnel, or um, you guys can do as you will. You have a few minutes, perhaps half an hour, before the expected speech of the High Alchemist, and uh, you might use this time to gather information, talk to people, or goof off. Heard. Well, I'd never run away from a friend, so I'll be here till the end. <laughs> what? I'm speaking in poetry, I don't know. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> I'm the one that you can depend. <laughs> um, Yorin is going to go up to one of the waiting and go, uh, Can you tell me where the uh, gentleman's room is? Oh, we have a few on the premise, but the closest one will be through that corridor on the right. You will see the lavatories on either side of the hall. Uh, thank you. And uh, as Yorin goes that way, he's just going to accidentally take a wrong turn and just wander a little bit to get away. Like, oh, I was waiting for him to go into the women's room. I was like, does Yorin know what a lavatory is, too? <laughs> um, you guys are allowed to patrol the um, grounds. That's, that's oh, okay. wander. He's so going to wander hard. somewhere where, like, a waiter would turn him around in a minute or two. Okay, and he would, so he, like, he'd be like, oh, my bad, I went the wrong way. And he'd just go back after that. But he's getting the lay of the places he shouldn't okay. be yet. What do you still, do? I'm still dancing. Okay. Because that was my goal. I want to be, when the speech starts, I want to be up front. Okay, okay. that's a, that's what you're using time for? What do I do? Join me. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> well, how fast do I drink my drink? You got a big cup. <laughs> Can Yorin find any extra waiting uniforms? Those oh, the livery uniforms? Yes. Yorin mm. also left his date. Aww. <laughs> I thought Silthra was going with me. I was I was gonna go talk to the other guests. Oh. 
just well, do all oh, right, because she's not interested. I have to make a appearance. Um, really yes, you know, you're in here to do a job. You're in. You shit. may um, okay. kind of investigate the grounds. So go ahead and roll me an investigation check, and you kind of just wander and see if there's any places that are off limits. It's another eight. Wow, that's, that's the third in a unreal. row. Um, so you're in. There's a few things that are pretty obvious. There are guests wandering around the main courtyard in the garden in the center, and there are these kind of buildings around the uh, estate. You kind of walk through them all. You see that connected to the building you started in, there is a large dining room. It seems as if they are preparing to present some entrees for you. And uh, as you walk around, you do see there are a few guards on patrol. There are also, at the other end of the estate, where a uh, where the estate goes into a two-story um, section of the manor, there are guards standing at the doors. Um, now that you have located them, do you want to try and meander into them, or do you want to wait around for a little bit and see what they do? Those are different checks. Hmm. Um, you know what? Yorin's gonna, like... Oh, how's a good way of doing this? He is going to pick up one of, like, a little clipboard or something and be writing on it as he's just gonna try to walk past the guards. Okay. Seems yeah. like he's doing something important. Maybe like checking things off as he goes around. Aren't you in a, a badger mask? Dress nicely. Shh. I was about to call him out on that. <laughs> You're in. Um, You're in trouble, the... buddy. <laughs> Yorin's got this. Um, he's going to um, stow the mask while he does this, or kind of like put it up so it looks more like a. Kind of like a visor of some kind. All right. And um, as he does this, you kind of see the rune that he put on his armor glows a little softly as he seems to walk a little straighter as mm. his cloud rune activates and he gets advantage on deception checks. Okay. All right, Yorin. I can't fact check the DM here on this one. Never heard of that before. It's a rune knight fighter. He has both a cloud rune and another one you'll find out later. Okay. Um, so he activates this rune, and he uh, stands up a little bit straighter, and he pulls out his clipboard, pretends to write on it, and uh, as he begins to walk towards this guard, I guess this guard has to... Where did you get a clipboard I just took it from one of the waiters. I need this. Um, so unfortunately, I have rolled pretty well. I've rolled a 21 on Insta. All right, well, let's see if has any chance I'm of beating so... this. I need to get a crit to do it. Come on, Mac. Come on, Mac. That's a 19, That's a so it's a dirty 20. Now the second one. That's a 14. So he's got a dirty 20. Okay, so as you begin to walk um, towards this archway, there's a staircase that you can see that rises up towards the second floor, the spiraling um, grand stone staircase. The guard, who, as you begin to walk past him, sees your strange clothes and your mask, and originally he's like, yeah, this is fine, whatever. He's like, Whoa, hey, wait a second. Hey, hey, no guests up there. That's the, that's the alchemist's private area. Nobody goes up there. Oh, uh, pardon me, I... Uh... Seem to have gotten a little turned around. Would you mind uh, pointing me to the side entrance of the kitchens? Why would you want to go to the kitchens? Uh, I know one of the chefs. I'm here to go through the list, meet a few of them, and interview them for my private estate this summer. Mm. All right, you're deceiving him. Roll deception. With advantage. 
and an 18. That was a dirty 20. And that's it. You beat me. What? You beat me. I got an 18. It's like, like double eights. <laughs> well, We're done with the eights for a little bit. They'll come back in combat. Your clothes look a bit strange, and they do seem to have business about you with that writing stuff. All right, the kitchens be that way. Not too far. You'll hit the stables. It's the next building right through that that way. You'll see a bunch of the serving staff coming in and out as they take dishes and what's not. Uh, thank you, guard. Oh, you've been very helpful. What is your name? My name is Balthazar. Thank you, Balthazar. <laughs> so, uh, does he look anything like Nick Cage? No. Balthazar Blake. Oh, it's my... It's your... It's your... Um... Enjoy the party. Hope your business uh, sorts itself out. And he goes back to leaning up against the wall. Pan back to Pan back Jacques to party. Blake. Jack and Blake dancing. <laughs> All you need is love. <laughs> Actually, yeah. So as you guys um, bide your times dancing, um, you guys await a for... Uh, the alchemist's announcement. So let me switch also, notes. Also, just for funsies, do we hear any fun things? Conversation yeah, we want to eavesdrop. We want to be Perfect. that nosy couple. Perfect. Um, each of you roll me a d20 <laughs> as you listen in to the VIP. Well, actually, can you. I assist Blake and I want to like dip her in like between <laughs> people to hear conversations? Sure. Um, roll me uh, 2d20s. Okay, okay. But what is it? I think perception. perception. Oh, this is just for me. I have VIPs and you get to learn about them. I got a 17 on that one. Okay. If it's uh, perspective. What's the first one? 11. Okay, 11. Just spin, spin, dip. <laughs> Ooh, wow. And 17, you said? Yes. Ooh, so you uh, dip them and dance around two groups of people enough to learn about them. Um, you have stumbled into the uh, company of a nobleman and uh, somebody who is an enforcer. The first one is a human nobleman from the Free um, Alliance Kingdoms named Reginald Wakefield. Um, Mac is frantically writing. Um, so this is a portly man with graying hairs and a grand mustache. He wears a fine suit and top hat. He carries a fancy cane. Also He's like, wearing a top hat. <laughs> it is so nice to come to a party where I can really let myself go. It's so rigid and bureaucratic over there. It's nice to get away every now and then. Jack, what does rigid and bureaucratic mean? Uh, it is when, uh, as you say, the stick up the ass. <laughs> He's got a stick up his ass? Twirl, twirl, twirl. So the other person you twirl her towards is a um, very strong, sturdy half-orc named Jasper Stonefist. Jasper's a tall, muscular man with a scar over one eye. He wears a suit of studded leather armor, and he carries a maul. And you hear him... Go ahead. Is he hot? Hear oh, me out. He is hot. Hear me out. Hear, hear me out. We get more information out of that guy. You go flirt with him. But Jacques is here for love. So you hear yeah, him that's say. That's fine. That's fine. You're still my date, but you can go flirt with him. I'm giving you permission to allow somebody else into our relationship. So you hear him say, yeah, if that Maximilian Iron Fist doesn't do his job, I would do a better job than him. If there's one thing I do good. It's beating people up. And sometimes that's needed. I don't know if His grammar wanna, is I don't, atrocious. I don't know so if I just... you want to flirt with them. It's not really the language of love. 
the more we leave. <laughs> <laughs> And I um, lift her up into a lift, and I dance away again. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so as you guys are captivating the audience, you hear a bunch of people go, ding, 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 ding. Let's see if I can do this. You need, you, need I a, you need a utensil. Yeah. No. 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 All right, well, we tried. Hold on, Max, go. Empty bottle. Oh, the empty bottle. Yeah. Give me that. That's that. terrible. This, this. Welcome to us trying to make clink noises. Um, okay, we'll take Yorin it. on the way back in just chucks the clipboard into a fountain as he walks inside. <laughs> Perfect. Um, if you did want to go to the kitchens real quick, you would have been able to do that before the announcement. You made a quick swing by. Okay. So um, in the kitchens, you see a bunch of the staff frantically preparing the entrees for the evening. Do you want to know what they're cooking for dinner? Sure. Why not? They are making three entrees of choice. They are making grilled lobster with garlic butter sauce. They are making filet mignon with truffle Excuse sauce. me? Filet mignon. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> I said fun. <laughs> they are also making a chicken piccata with lemon caper sauce. Do you know what capers are? Capers are a little vegetable with lots of seeds inside of them. Often pickled. Served on salads. That's not what capers is. Uh, I mean, like I cooked with breathing. one last night, and I thought that's what they were. Close enough. Yes, I cooked with them. I don't know exactly what they are, but they taste pretty good. That's like unripe flower buds. Yeah, they're yeah, full of a that's, bunch that's of little itty bitty seeds. Welcome to the DOD cookbook, okay. where I'm going to come up with recipes Welcome. for everything that the DM described. So, um, did you want to do anything specific? Um, there's capers, but we're on our own caper. <laughs> no, I think at this point, Yorin might just take a look around. Notice that they're just busy, doesn't think he can do anything, and doesn't want to cause any chaos just yet. And um, he'll just head back and uh, go bring Salter in a drink when he gets... Oh, she's drinking water. Never mind. He'll he bring her own water when he gets anyways. back. He brings her some new water. Yeah. She just spritzes her plants. So if either of you guys would like to switch your potions, um, your alcoholic drinks for the effect, you may do so. Otherwise... Um, you guys hear the clanking of a person at the podium who suddenly, amongst your dancing, appeared there as if they walked up the dais and stood in front of everybody. Um, you see, for the first time tonight, your host, the High Alchemist, Azazel Thorne. He is a uh, very well-dressed, yes, Blake? Is he hot? Um, let me roll for hot. <clears throat> I need to know. Are we flirting with this oh, man? But what if he's like, or not? Yeah, because what if he's like an old alchemist? Dude? Does he have a good personality? Oh, guys, I rolled well. Oh, no. <laughs> you see a middle aged man, human, with graying hair, a trimmed beard, and piercing blue eyes. Azazel is tall, thin man with a gaunt face, and he wears a long black robe with silver trim. He carries a wand at his side, and he has a rat that skitters from his sh- It's like snuggled between his belt and his hip. And he has a rat. (laughs) He has a rat familiar that jumps off of his shoulder and uh, hides itself somewhere within the podium. And uh, yeah, he's hot. Not as hot as Ocean Daddy. I got a 17. So he is hot. He's hot. Chuck. It's his Valentine's Day party. And uh, he says... A <clears throat> rock, paper, scissors. Listen, listen to his speech. Guys, guys, he's an alchemist. It's artificial. We also don't. He's still hot. We don't. Do you think he's hot, Yorin? We don't take criminals. I mean, how do we know he's a criminal? <clears throat> we, 
already talked to Sultan. Yora just takes it. You made an illegal, a very illegal person. I cast illegal magic. What do you want? What was that, Blake? Nothing. (laughs) A betrayal. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So Azazel Thorn clanks his champagne flute, and uh, the crowd quiets. Clank his champagne flute. Mm. I mean, it's made out of champagne flute. That's fancy. So uh, a hush falls over the crowd, and he begins to address the party goers. His, <clears throat> let me get a voice for Azazel. Mm. It better be hot. All right, let me let me uh, have some <laughs> have some more liquid. Courage. Or or it could be French. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to my party. Thank you all for coming (laughs) to this celebration of love, festivities, and good company. My name, if you do not know, is Azazel Thorne, and I am pleased to host you all tonight. I would like, before our presentation, to thank our head of security, Maximilian Ironfist, our dwarf captain. He has ensured the safety and the well-being of all of you, even though you may feel a bit unnatural amongst those who prefer to wear the weapons. I would also like to thank our head servant, Lucinda Shadowfoot, for all of her hard work and her staff for preparing this beautiful meal, these snacks, drinks, and... uh, the dinner that we shall have later on. With that out of the way, I thank all of you, friends from the Empire, friends from the the Allied Kingdoms, and those of you here in the archipelago, all are welcome. I am glad and pleased to announce that I have succeeded. After all of these years of troublesome experimentation, I have finally perfected my potion of love. And he presents this... Whisper, 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 whisper. Yes, the crowd goes, gasp, whisper, 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 whisper. And he pulls out from the dais a potion of glass, crystalline blown, and it is a heart with a giant stopper, and it is pink, swirling with, like, edible glitter inside. And he holds it out, and everyone gives a big round of applause. Oh, wow. Wow, sucker blue. (laughs) Now, some of you may be wondering why I have troubled myself for years to develop this. And a bunch of people are like, yeah, of course. I can't just say cutting it anymore. Oh, is that why Kaz carries around a mage hand? I'm not confirming that. I'm not playing Kaz. Yes, I know it is exciting, but listen up. I have kept it a secret for so long, but the reason I have sought after this is because my adventures under hire have finally done it. They have found what I have sought for so long. Human connection? No, they have finally found... The bones of the long-lost king of old. Jim, what does that mean? He needed a boner. <laughs> <laughs> they have found the remains of the king, Hallard, warrior king of the east. So where does the love potion come into this? 
And once. Uh, yes, sir! And once. <laughs> yes, save your questions for later. And once I find somebody capable of resurrecting a person dead for so long, I shall make him, Hallard, warrior king, fall in love with me. And you, my chosen. You, my chosen, we will use his power and influence to make a mark on this world. And everybody goes, yes, yay, woo. I will return from my exile to the kingdom and the empire with Hallard. And we will change this world, freeing it from the restrictions of modern society. Good thing you've got a necromat cervell on your hip right oh yeah i do <laughs> you can hear yorin grinding his teeth <laughs> solthrin is like pacing almost she is her her leaves of her dress are fluttering she is a bit flustered or trying to remain composed and then until that day comes rest easy friends Take in the wine, the drinks, and the food. Enjoy the company of the rest in this season of love. And one day, I will change the world. But for now, enjoy yourselves, and I wish you all a merry, happy, and festive Valentine's Day. You're so hot. You're great. You're the best alchemist. Where does he go? Um, so he, actually, let's roll some perceptions, see what he does as let's you guys go. leave this room. Yorin, you seem like something's I on your mind. Yeah, um, Yorin looks at Solth and goes, I've got a, I've got another plan. You want to give me a hand with something? Are you going to flirt with him? No, i got a different idea. No? Um, Yorin, I was supposed to stay here and be seen with these people. I'm also very exhausted from bringing you here and providing that scroll. You'll see. just be talking to one of the staff members after getting me an in there. I can I can speak with a staff member as long as it's nothing crazy. But, um, look, up, he, he's leaving. Let's, and uh, what did you guys get for perceptions? <clears throat> 16. 18. I got a 13. Wow. Okay, so um, we will save yours for when you do your thing, Yorin. Um, you got a 13 and a 16? Or an 18? 18. 18, okay. 16. 16 and 18. <clears throat> okay, so... Um, is there anything in particular lo looking out for? Like where he in particular is going? And, and where's the okay. love potion going? Okay, that's so it, if it. you two are paying into those specific things, you have rolled very well. So as you watch him, um, Blake, you see him take this potion, and he drops it within a pouch on his waist. and uh, A pouch on his waist? Yes, it's a pouch on his waist. And no, it's on the other side of his hip. And... Um, you see him begin to walk across the courtyard, and he makes small talk with a few of the guests. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I, I will be back momentarily. I have some business to attend to. And uh, he, as Jacques, you keep an eye on him, he heads over to the other side of the courtyard, the center garden, and he gives a little wave to a guard, and he begins to climb a spiral stone staircase into the part of the building that is two stories. We stealthy dancing that way. We're stealthy dancing. Stealthy dancing. Stealthy okay. dancing. Um, as you guys stealthy dance, the party begins to resume. People go back to their drinks. And uh, 
you see the um, rats. Rats. We're the rats. Oh, does his familiar get back on him, by the way? Yeah. Okay. It scurries up his arm sleeve and disappears into his robe. Um, But as you guys are getting ready to follow him out into the courtyard, um, you see the little halfling, the um, head servant, uh, Lucinda Shadowfoot, uh, addresses everybody. Everybody, everybody, dinner will be ready in about one hour. Please enjoy the party until... Then, and please, make your way to the dining room at that time and have a seat. We have three options to choose from. Menus are on the wall in the dining room. I will see you all there. Enjoy the party. And you have another set of time before most of the people end up in the same place. Okay, so we have to get to him before dinner. We have to commit a murder. (laughs) We're going to murder him? Who said that? We. (laughs) Dancing live. I've got another idea. Worth, uh, investigating. Okay. Well, love potions bad. Him uh, using the dead king is also really bad. I mean, yeah. Um, I'm gonna see if I can find out where his bones are. And um, <laughs> we're gonna go see if we can find out where his bones are too. But what? I don't think we're, <laughs> we're just gonna see where he bones. <laughs> don't leave without me. I'll be right back. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, we actually need a plan, though, um, before we... Okay, are we talking any... outside of character? Okay, outside of character, I want to take Soltharin, go up to Shadowfoot, and use her to give me advantage on the uh, deception check. Well, I already have advantage on deception. Persuasion, to see if I can figure out where the bones are. Saying okay. that I'm, like, some descendant of the king. So are uh, we going to split the party right now? I mean, Jack are going to go after this guy? I think so. Are we, oh, but what, what's the plan with this guy? Because I, I don't think we can murder him. I would no. like to go with you guys. Could we do like a quick ask to get the info and then I'll go with you? I'm into that. So, I mean, you guys saw him it. making a beeline towards his private areas, as we have previously described. Yes. That's um, he's likely going to store the potion in the suspected wait, safe wait, wait, area wait. that Sultrin expects. Okay, so we can't murder him because I think that's out of the question. He's probably also We're very level high three. level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we could either... I say we wait till he comes back and says bye to the guard, sneak by the guard, and then go back, get the potion. Uh, Fun fact for Mac. Do you want to know what was recommended for this guy's net worth? Yes. Oh, okay. 100,000 gold was his estimated net worth. Oh, man. So my other I'm wondering if I've been giving you guys some gold He keeps his money in the bank and he uses a lot for R&D. But... Um, that is what they recommended his net worth be. Wow. Plan may also change if, because I think bones is bigger issue than love potion. Well, think, if he revives well, well, the king. The, the love potion goes with the... But love potion is why we're here in the first place, and now we found out bad things. Perhaps this is a good time for the party DM, the real DM, to explain how common resurrection is in this world. Um, how common is resurrection? Resurrection <laughs> is rather uncommon. Oh. Um, there aren't very many clerics who are powerful enough to cast resurrection and there are certain churches that simply won't do it they um follow the order of life and death so we'll die if we fight this guy um well this guy can't do resurrection he needs someone else to do it he appears to be a wizard so he's looking for somebody else he's looking for someone else to do it well Um, you know he's an alchemist which is a class but who cares oh but also if we get rid of the potion he's gonna use the potion on the resurrected so we might as well just destroy the potion and just but if he also knows how to make the potion but we can't cut the snake's head off. He's been off working because for years, and he's fat. only made one. True. Okay, so I say we go get the potion. Once he leaves, well, let's find out what we learn from Urin. Urin. 
Urine. <laughs> Urine. <laughs> and Sorry, then that doesn't mean it. I didn't pay. Sneak past the guard. Okay, so what happens if we get caught? Um. Well, I come up with a plan B. Very stealthy. So if you can be a distraction, I can be a distraction. How do I be a distraction? Make a fool of yourself. <laughs> okay, I can do. I can. I can do that. <laughs> Sorry. <God. laughs> I down the rest of my drink. Perfect. Okay. Um, so to give you guys a little bit of structure for the next part of this, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you each the opportunity to gather some information in the – each of you get to pick one area that you want to gather information. For example, Yoren might want to go find where the body potentially is. And uh, Jacques, you mentioned you were sneaky. Perhaps you want to scope out the second floor of this place and see if there's other there's, – there's, you can tell me what you want to gather information on. We will um, – Decide how you do that, roll some checks, and then we will go into a planning phase where you guys as players and characters will have a set period of time to plan, and then dinner will start. And if you're not planned before dinner, we move on to dinner. And uh, who wants to go first for information? You guys want to roll? Yeah. Um, I'm going to just like whisper to Tolinga. All right, uh, just back me up on this. We're going to try to figure this out. And... Okay, this is all right. We, we got this. And um, he's going to go up to uh, Lucinda Shadowfoot. Halfling. Yes, Halfling. And he's going to go, ah, what a... I just dropped my pencil. All right. Um, do the clipboard in the fountain, remember? <laughs> <laughs> right. He kept the pencil on him for whatever reason. Now he doesn't have it anymore either. Okay. Um, oh, hello. Ah, Mistress Shadowfoot. Well, what a lovely party. Um... I was wondering if the alchemist showing off of his amazing uh, progress, if he was allowing people to see the bones of the ancient king. I'm from the area he used to rule, and I would like to pay homage to my old ru ruler. You want to pay respects to the fallen king? I would at least like to see uh, who once ruled my homeland. Um, well, like. Um, that's a strange request. Oh, yes, um, I, I would love to perform some, uh, blessings in his name, and perhaps, uh, my friend here would be a bit more at ease knowing that the remains of his former king, ancient king, are well taken care of. And she will give you the help action. Thank you. Um, so you see Lucinda ponder as you, um, bolster your argument. Go ahead and, uh, roll persuasion. All right, that's a nine for the first one, so we're going to try... Actually, a ten for the first one. We're going to try this again, though. That's a fourteen. Okay, um, so Lucinda is not super familiar with um, the rules regarding this, so she's just going to roll normal. She's not at advantage or disadvantage. And I have to look at... It's going to be close. I have to look at her stats. All right. Um, Lucinda got an eleven. What did you get? I got a 14. Okay, so um, Lucinda gets an 11. She's like, well, I guess the crypt is the groundskeeper's duty, but, um, I mean, I suppose you can venture over there and just tell them that you wish to pay respects, and as long as you don't disturb anything, I don't see a reason why you couldn't do that. The crypts are over there on the other end of the, you know, and she points in the direction of the crypt. <clears throat> I suppose just... Be respectful and um, uh, 
You look to be a druid of some kind. Don't be interfering with the remains. I know you guys sometimes do. No offense, but uh, best be on your best behavior. Well, thank you. And don't be late for dinner. I've worked very hard on this party. I would hate to see it wasted on people who are not in attendance. I will look for you at dinner. Duly noted. I will do my best to be there. Okay. Pause on the um, Sultrin and Yorin, and we will cut over to whoever wants to go next. I think I'm scoping stealthy stuff. Okay, so Jacques, um, let me give you a little bit of free information um, so you can come up with a proper plan. Um, Yorin has pointed you towards the um, restricted area that uh, the alchemist keeps all of his stuff, which you know to be the gallery. From Sultrin, you also learned it is somewhere on the second floor, and there's a very large wing of one of the estate sections that is two stories. A large ring? Uh, no. <laughs> one wing. Wing. And um, what you see is you see these very tall and narrow windows. Um, they're stained glass, and you would be able to squeeze through. It would be difficult. It would be a tough climb, but there's a potential to scale and break an entry. There's also these towers on either side that seem to have lights within. And those you would most definitely be able to gain entrance, but it seems as if they are housed by potentially um, observing guardsmen. Uh, additionally, you see there is a small terrace on the backside of the building as you walk around. Um, but there is a kind of wrought iron railing that would be a difficult climb. Um, other than that, there's just the singular guardsman that protects the spiral staircase into the upstairs. Um, and you are unable to see upstairs. Um, when you tell me what you do from there. I think the plan is Blake's going to be a distraction, so I have an easier time getting upstairs. Okay. Um, so sounds like you want to observe the behavior. Okay, so I think uh, you kind of keeping an eye on the guardsman would be a good use of time here. So go ahead and roll perception and um, perhaps investigation, rather. And, uh, eight. Eight. Okay. Um, <laughs> so let me. I have, I have two things to consider, so I will only give you one with an eight, and the higher one, oh my god, oh, they're not the same. I rolled a 16 and a 19. So, with an eight, um, you are kind of dancing within the courtyard, enjoying the time, listening to the water, and, uh, you see the guardsmen that stopped Yorin from entering suddenly stand up look up the stone staircase as another guard comes down. And then this guard kind of has some small talk with him, and then he walks off to a different part of the keep. So it seems as if they rotate shifts every few, perhaps 15 to 20 minutes. Got this. <laughs> it's a lot of something nutty. Would you like to share with the class? Maybe. Read more understanding, because I don't think he's ever seen the movie. What movie? Beetlejuice? I have seen Beetlejuice. You have seen Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. What have you done? <laughs> Grayson knows what I'm about to do. <laughs> okay, um, let's go to Blake. I'm into it. I'm into it. All right, let's go to Blake. What do you want to do with your time um, gathering information? Oh, I'm gathering information. I'm not a distraction yet. You have to come up with a. We'll agree on a plan before you just jump straight into it. Okay. And at least you can see where, like, the distraction space might be. Yeah. You could maybe make a distraction at dinner. That would be something you could do. I need the fountain. Oh. 
should do it at dinner. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna do it at dinner. Okay, for the listeners, they are they're on the same page, and I don't understand what's going on. They're like Please. making finger guns at each other, and they are so in sync. At dinner. I don't know what's going at on. Dinner. At dinner. Yeah. At dinner. Talk to the microphone. Scene. Yeah. The at dinner scene. Yeah. All right, that's. <laughs> okay, um, I don't remember this movie very well, apparently. So, Blake, um, do you want to do anything in preparation? Um, or do we want to go straight to the planning phase? So, <laughs> All right, for preparation, this is going to sound whack. I would like to sit around a bunch of people that look like they are not magic users. They okay. are run-of-the-mill people. Okay, I have a few of those prepared. Um, is this at dinner? Yes. Okay. Like, I am looking for the right crowd to sit with that look, in, in player terms, fairly low-level. Okay, in so... In Blake terms, somebody who's not a magic user. Sure. Um, so let me describe the dinner venue space so you can properly prepare. Um, it seems as if there is a very nice um, table. All of the decorations are in pink, red. There's flowers about. There's fog coming off of the walls. And uh, there's lights kind of casting a pink glow. But you see there's one table at the kind of head of the room that is better dressed than the rest. You see that there are gilded cups rather than just the crystal that I'm are on the rest. also looking for a show here. Yes. So it looks as if the alchemist and a perhaps chosen few will be sitting at the top of the um, room, and then there is wedding-style long tables, kind of six or eight of them spread out through this large rectangular room, and they're fe- they're set for a multi-course fine meal. Um, serving staff is finishing off the last touches, placing silverware, and as you wait for the guests to start attending about 30 minutes in, um, you look for the mundane people of Yeah, the party. yeah, but also looking for, like, a good spot for a show. Okay, so you want to be kind of near the front? Yes. Or maybe along the center? center of attention. Okay, so you pick maybe not the closest table to the alchemist, but maybe one along the center. And uh, with that, um, you've already met two of the VIPs that um, maybe maybe uh, <laughs> Reginald Wakefield would be a bit more of the mundane. You wouldn't want to uh, speak with. Um, the fighty types, but I will give you a basic description of some of the people you see. You see um, a priest, you see a noblewoman, you see the bard who is playing music has sat down somewhere. Um, there is um, a scholar of some type, and then there are your regular fancy noblemen. There's just your regular civilians, not VIPs. If this works. I'm so excited if it if does. This work crazy, but the, it's got to pop. It's got. I need this to work. Fingers crossed. Oh boy. Did any of those stand out to you? you um. Common people, noblemen, um, a scholar of some kind, the bard. I um, want the bard. You want the I bard? I want the bard. At the table, but I also want... Common people, probably. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so you see some of these VIPs sit, uh, kind of spread out through the room, and you see the bard sits along the center aisle. Um, a few common people start to fill in, and there's only a few seats left at this table, and if you want, you can 
swing on in there and reserve some for you and your party if you'd like. No, just for, just I don't, you. I don't want the <laughs> I okay. don't want the party in on this. Um, unless the party. So, uh, we are going to tell Blake. Yeah, yeah. No, we're gonna we're gonna tell Blake who is seated here, and then we're gonna go into the planning phase where they talk as players about what's about to happen, um, what they're going to do. So, Blake, um, the Bard. Uh, this is a half elf. Uh, this is Sylphie Nightingale. Um, she's a slender woman with auburn hair, and she has a very devilish, uh, charismatic smile. Um, she carries a harp and a lyre. Um, similar but different. And um, on her back, she has a. Um, what are they called? Is it a, it's a lute. She has a lute. Um, she seems to be very skilled at her trade, and she's very talkative. She loves to start conversations with the rest of the people. She's asking them where they're from, and you find out that some of them are from all over the, the Kingdom of Alliances, the Allied, ah, geez, the Allied Kingdoms, the Empire, and uh, then there's some people from the Archipelago. So you have your commoners, the Bard, and yourself. I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll for a little bit of chaos. I'm gonna roll from my table and put one of these VIPs at the table with you. Perfect. Um, if this doesn't work, I'm going to jail. If this does, okay, work, we've already used seven, and you asked specifically not to have seven, so I will reroll him. Seventeen, sorry. Okay, ten. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> So you have rolled Raven Shadowstep, a half-elf rogue. Raven is a lithe, athletic man with a roguish grin. He wears dark leather armor and carries a pair of daggers. He seems sulky and uh, withdrawn. I mean, it's not going to be bad if it doesn't work on everybody. It's going to be bad. Somebody's going to stab me. But we're already with, like... People who that's fun and like haha to. Hey, everybody's so. been warned drinking. not to use your weapon. Everyone's drinking. I'm not using weapons. I think you'll be okay. All right. Um, I'm going to start us into the planning phase now that you are all set up and reconnaissanced. Um, is, just remember, Sultran is there to help you. She's still a druid. She has basic druid abilities. She's pretty tapped right now, but um, you might utilize a little bit of her abilities in your planning. I'm going to give you guys at least 15 minutes, less if you desire, minutes to plan as characters for the rest of this kind of execution phase. So um, players, you can either talk as characters or as players. And uh, if you guys really want me to leave, I can leave. I don't want to leave, but... <laughs> Would you like me to leave? <laughs> it's kind of a heist. I won't know what's... I, I, I probably shouldn't No, know. I think we've got what's going on. I don't Jordan think you know what's going no on. Jordan has no idea what's happening. We'll just say the distraction plan is a go. Okay. Um, has I'm going to get a drink a while you guys talk. to see the body yet or no? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, let's cut back. back. Let's cut back. So that would have happened before it? dinner. So uh, we'll plan in a little bit. Um, Joran, uh, taking the um, directions of uh, Lucinda, you find yourself walking across the courtyard, and in the distance you see a very traditional style monolith, a crypt. There is a few gravestones about the island, but not many, and uh, the crypt seems to go down into the underground, the underdark. Very, no, so um, you and Sultrin head over there, and um, as Lucinda said, there is a guard protecting the crypt, keeping you know people away from the graveyard doing party things in the graveyard. You know, you never, you never know what are people you do like in the graveyard. You mean like a monster mash? He's just keeping Loving, generally... Touching, <laughs> he is keeping people out oh, no. of the graveyard. <laughs> and as you guys approach, be like, 
Hey, uh, we, we should do a girl guard this time. <clears throat> All right, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> drink. <laughs> I'm clearing my voice. Sorry. Hey, hey, guys. Um, sorry, no party guests allowed in the graveyard. I've been told that uh, not the place to party. So if you guys just make your way back to the, oh, um, okay. Did you hear me? You're not allowed here. Can you go back, Mistress Shadow? That was Soulfer's voice. What am I doing? Soulfer looks at you like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> You're not a perfect imitation. In a badger there. mask. <laughs> um. Mistress Shadowfoot uh, gave us permission to see and pay homage to the remains of the king. Um, well, the we alchemist... hail from his homeland, and it is customary for us to well, honor our dead. Lord Thorn told me I shouldn't let anyone down there. Did Lucinda really tell you that is okay? Oh, of course. She sent us in this direction. All right, persuade her with advantage, because it is the truth. All right. Oh, fuck yeah, brother. I got a nat 20. I got a three. Well, um, yeah, sounds like, sounds like, okay, um, do you mind if I go down there with you? I just, I, I don't want you doing anything you shouldn't. I'm not, you know, that, that seems like a cover your ass type of situation, and I don't want to get in trouble. I, I understand. Uh, but this is a personal thing of my people. It will be a bit of a... I'm going to give you a one in four chance that this king is a dwarf. <laughs> Let's hope to God. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a dwarf. I'm not sure she knows the race of these bones. I didn't get dwarf and I didn't get human. So um, she probably doesn't know. I'll okay. say she doesn't know. So I will not make you roll with this advantage. This is another persuasion because okay. she does not like... Whatever you're doing, she wants to observe it, so... I don't know about that. Like she can observe it. Why right. can't she observe it? Because I might destroy him. <laughs> I got an eighteen there. I got a nine. nine. Sex is sex. Okay, well, um, <laughs> as long as you keep it short, dinner is in like fifteen minutes. So if you're not done in like ten minutes, I am. I'm gonna come down there and make. I'm gonna kick you out. We'll be back before you know it. Okay, and uh, I just. What, what were your names? Just, in, you know, what were your names? I'm Yarl. Yarl? Yarl. 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 Why'd you say a different thing there at first? Because I've uh, had a little bit too much of the fire whiskey. Oh, it's really good. I love the fire whiskey. It burns it's made so from, well. It's made from fire key. Did you know it's a delicacy? It's really, it's really expensive. Anyway, um, and uh, what's your name? Oh, darling, it's fine. My name is Sultran. You're just like... <laughs> Just turns it slowly and looks up at her. <laughs> and she looks at you like, what? I was, I was supposed to be singing. <laughs> okay, um, Yarl. Yarl. And Solfrin, um, alright, don't be long. Time's a ticking. Okay, so you, you descend into the crypt. It's kind of a dank, dark um, stone staircase into the darkness. Are either of you able to see in the dark? Uh, yeah, I got dark vision. Okay, so does Sulthorn. Um, so you enter into the dark, and this is very Skyrim-esque, dragger-level crypt. There are, um, four walls that make, um, it's a pentagram shape. There is the entrance, which is the staircase, and then, yes, but the stairs take up the fifth wall. There are four walls with bodies stacked three high in these kind of, um, burial beds. Um, some of them are occupied, 
and have these stone slabs carved in the likeness of their life, and many of them are empty. Um, but you see in the center there is a um, casket, um, just a large stone rectangle, and there seems to be some form of box bag sitting on the center. Definitely not somebody buried for the long term. Mm. And you said these remains aren't dwarfish, right? Um, no, they are not dwarf, and they um, not human. It's they are not human. Okay, I've got an idea. Okay, spit it out. What do you do? Oh no, no ideas for when I get back to the party. <clears throat> um, uh, this one is I can't destroy. I don't think I can destroy them now, but we know there's only one guard watching them, and there's no other entrance into this place, right? Uh, no, it's underground. But you have to be at dinner. You yes, have to be at dinner. Um, oh, I can I access these bones in any way? Um, Raid, you're not in front of your mic. Get back. <laughs> the Run! Let's creak and the tombstones quake. Don't destroy the place. Okay, so um, you look at this. You look at this box. And it is much smaller than the size a person should take if they were fully preserved. This appears to be ancient bones kind of been ripped up and uh, compiled together here. So you can break into this box if you would like. Okay. I am going to, using my um, carving tools that he uses to write his runes, um, Yorin is going to do it in a way that's hopefully unnoticed. He's going to open this box of bones. And he's going to take something critical. He's going to either steal, the like, sternum. the penis bone. The sternum, <laughs> I was actually, maybe the sternum, maybe one of the vertebrae. Um, ooh. Take a C2. femur. Okay. Nah. C2 or C3. Pelvis? Yeah, I think that's the one. Um, he's going to, uh, L6. He's going to rib cage. Yeah, I think the sternum's probably the best thing. He's so, going to take the sternum. So, how about you look skull. inside the box? and see it's oh. a, i mean this is, a box. What's in the box, man? this is a box about for those of you listening this is about the size of like a milk crate I mean, or, listening yeah you are listening but i was talking to the viewers <sighs> there so um Joran, as you look inside of this um coffin uh you see a very very well what would you call it um degraded version of this body the bones are brittle and some of them have the ends have decayed to dust there is a shrunken head that is just a skull it's not it's not mummified it is just small it is it is small it is like perhaps that of a child or a smaller race of peoples oh no he's a groomer and the the thing that you see that is very interesting is there is a glint of gold even though you are in the absolute darkness, your dark vision uh, shows the metallic glint of this circlet of rule that has been melted into the skull of this creature. Um, so that is probably the most important part, is the head. There is a head. You can still take a sternum bone, but... Let him um, give you head! <laughs> but that is probably the um, core piece of the remains. And that's probably how they knew it was the ancient king. Hmm... It looks as if the ironwork, you would know this as a dwarf, the metallurgy of this crown is very rudimentary. It's as if they poured the gold into like a circle drawn in the sand. Like it's super ribbonous, like a, a flow. It's not been hammered smooth or polished. It is very 
rough, very basic. Okay. Very ancient. Very ancient. Um. Uh, yeah, Yorin is going to pocket the skull. Okay, it's a little bit too large to pocket, but you can try to hide it upon your person. You're gonna have to sleight of hand it. Um. Oh gosh, I'm gonna. I might regret doing this. I might crack it in two to make it easier to hide. You can break it. Yeah. Yorin will take his tools and, like, respectfully split it in two to hide it on his person. Okay. So, um, upon splitting the skull, um, you do free the gold crown from the skull, and you can um, pocket the skull fragments and the crown. Uh, but, yeah, you can remove the key component of the body. All right. Um, Will that do it? I'm I'm not able to resurrect anyone. Is that... Is that all we need? Uh, I, I think so. I'm, I'm not a man of magic. That's that's a pretty good idea. I think. Hard I think... to build a boat if you take the mast away from it. Mm, yes. Well, um. We'll go anywhere. We probably should be getting back up. The dinner's gonna start soon. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'm gonna make it look as if the box was sealed. Untampered. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, you're a master craftsman. Um. Yeah, you're a shipwright. Yeah, you know how to use wooden nails and shit. He's a shipper. He's, he's a shipper. He's I a ship shipper? it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so you hide this. Um, I'm gonna let you because you have the time to hide this. I'm gonna let you roll with advantage. Just roll sleight of hand with advantage. All right, and since I'm doing this with tools, the fire rune. Oh wait, never mind. I already. I already you have, have a fire rune. Ooh, let me just Google that real quick. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm really glad I got advantage. Though. Wow, this girl is dumb. She's bad. I just got a. Uh, I had a two, and then I just right. got a twenty-one. Hands up! Somebody come peek at my grade. I'm not peeking. This is how observant she is. Is it twenty? Okay, but as Jock I'm peeking the out, do I know if it was a child or just like a smaller race? Um, this is a smaller race, oh, or okay. a small person. So the alcalmist isn't a girl. Got it. Um, it's a one. Yeah, it is. It is not. Us. It, it's just a smaller raced person, or perhaps how old it was. Um, they were just a bit smaller back then. It doesn't look like a dwarf. It doesn't look like the skull of a dwarf. Human growth hormone. Anyway, um, I rolled a natty one. So this girl's like, oh, you done? All done? Paid your respects? Uh, yes, thank you for uh, being so accommodating. Alright, have a good night, Jarl and uh, Sultan. You as well. And uh, I'm going to head back to the party, and I'm going to, uh... Probably head back to the dinner table. Yeah. Um, part of me really wants to give half the skull to Sultan and say get a bird to take it away. I didn't bring my birds. Right. Hmm. We'll figure out something later. Okay. All right, so uh, you funnel into the dinner room, and you take some of the empty um, tables. The empty seats, not the tables. Um, people are still filling in, and we are going to cut over to the players, not the characters, Grace and Haley and Mac, as you guys plan how you plan to proceed. Okay, plan of attack. I'm so ready for this. Haley's got a distraction I'm planned. So it's a really good distraction. We hope it works. It's brilliant. All right. Uh, but hopefully that is enough work. of a distraction at dinner that my presence not being there will not be... Noticed. Noticed, as well as maybe some guards will come to, like, check it out. Okay. Because I'm planning on sneaking 
upstairs to get the potion, basically. Right? Okay. Yes. I'm and I'm the distraction. Hmm. Um, and you have to be at dinner. Yes, I have to be at dinner. Is there anything you'd like me to do to help the distraction? Just go don't with those Don't sit tools. at the same table. Yeah, don't sit at the table with me. Okay. Um, or do. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I could really play into it if you would like. Um, show, show Mac. Secret, 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 secret. secret, secret. secret. Sorry, DM. I love secrets. <laughs> have you seen Beetlejuice? I have. <laughs> at the dinner scene? <laughs> oh, gosh. I have a bard. We're going to um, go hard. <laughs> all right. Um, um, are you going to fill me in on that? You want me to kind of like increase the chaos as it's going on? I think so. Or. Or you dance with If me. you're at a different table, do you want to go get guards? You want me to bring the guards? Yeah, yeah, you want to be like, something's going on. Do you want to go out into the main area and be like, yo, guards, we need some fucking help in oh, here. Another thing I was thinking about, too, is... um. This is metagaming, because I don't know about uh, Stone Fist wanting Iron Fist's job. He didn't want his job. He said he could do a better job. Okay, he'd do a better job. Oh, same thing. Do we get Stone Fist drunk and get him to fight? You, uh, you just gotta get everybody into this room. As if I am the distraction. We need such a point of like... I am the entertainment. I right. am not the bard. I am wow. going... <laughs> Um, as dinner's, like, if you guys pass on this info to me, like, right when dinner's getting going, I'm just gonna go around, like, you guys gotta see what's going on in the main room. This is unbelievable. Because I, cause basically, guards. we want to pull that bottom guard, knowing that there's other guards that may rotate out that I do need to avoid. We want every guard in the place, in that room, to watch what's going on. Okay. While he sneaks and goes okay. and gets the podium. I have questions, then, as the DM. Yes. Do you want to set Sultran to a task? Ooh. Hmm. Within reason. She's there to help you. Plants and Crush flowers? She's a, she's a druid, right? Could she lift me? Well, I was saying once everyone's in the room, can she... She seals the doors. Yeah. She could seal the doors. But the, you guys are trapped in there and she's the only druid. Yeah, that's really Man. bad. We're not trapped in there of them. They're trapped in there of us. Okay. Could she lift me? Magically? Um, I don't think she has a way to lift you. I would plan. She does. You, she does have entangle. You've seen her use them before. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Me I'm just as concerned as you at this point, Reed. What are you doing? Okay, do, do you want her to do anything? Um, okay, has a two snort, three snort. <laughs> what? We are so into this. Okay, it's a three snort joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, do you want Sultan to do anything? Why does my character know what Beetlejuice is? <laughs> because Beetlejuice is a demigod in this world, I guess. Perfect. All right, it's canon. Here we go. Sultan, doing anything or just enjoying the party? Um, I think she needs to be kind of. Your alibi too, though. Yeah, it's true. She maybe, um, maybe I, uh, maybe Solter and I have a fight, which is my excuse to run out of the place and bring other people in. Because you need to be seen at dinner. We don't. Well, within reason. You have okay, the distraction. I can, I can, I can make a fight. I can fight with you. 
make a scene right before right before it just you slept with my sister <laughs> and your mother yeah, well, I want to see these two fight personally okay can be fun okay I can do that I have some things to say <laughs> why did you say that at the same time it's very strange we're sharing with a brain cell right You're now. You're surrounded with two birds who mimic you, and that surprises you. Well, I haven't seen one in, like, four days. Yeah, where'd he go? I'm not sure. I haven't been able to find him. You should ask Kaz when miss we get him. back. Yeah, Maybe I Kaz, will. for sure. Maybe I will. Um, anyway, um, so I'll start a fight with uh, Yorin. Hopefully Yorin. But um, after the show, can you do it after the show? You don't want to do it before? So he's out there to get the guards? Can you do it before the show? I think we need Yorin to pull in guards after the show started, right? So should they fight before? We could fight before. I think before, so when he's out already, it's not a weird thing. Yeah, so he has nothing he to do. It's his alibi. Yeah. Okay, bet. Okay. Um, I just have one question. Uh, which one of you is holding the scroll I gave you? Who's going to... Uh, Jacques, if you're going for the potion, you should have it. Oh, you're right. Okay, I, I do. Okay. Wait. All right, um, you know how to use it, right? Simply open it, read the words, and it happens, okay? But in a good French exit. Wait. 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 Dispel. Wait. That would work. Also, in this timing, I am going to switch out the fire whiskey for the um, love potion, because I want it resistance to charm instead. Okay. Love martini. Love martini. That, that, that. How many people have drank that love potion? Ooh. It's fine. It's fine. You're just, but that's why you've got to you've got to do this thing and act along. Okay. Oh no! Are we gonna see? I think I've, I I think I just had a bit of revelation on Blake's abilities. I'm in danger. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Um, like, like, mindset. You are the danger. Um, we're gonna take a little bit of a break. We're gonna take about a fiver, get a refill on drinks, use the bathroom, and come back. And then uh, Solthrin will start a fight with uh, Yorin, and Jacques will get into position. Um, so uh, we'll be back right after this short break. Boop. Okay, welcome back. They have all done planning. We've uh, all peed. We're all ready to go. Haley and Grayson had a private conversation out in the uh, living room without... <laughs> we all peed. And <laughs> private conversation. Yeah, no, they, they wanted to talk about something they didn't want me to hear about, so I don't know what they're going to do other than... Mac knows about it, too. Mac like knows about so. it too. Um, great. <clears throat> so let's uh, <laughs> let's get back to it. We have a bit of a scene to set as everybody starts to sit down for dinner. Sure. And, oh, right. Are you okay? And Lucinda um, begins to kind of welcome people to the dinner. You see that the menu of the three entrees is adorned on the wall, and as the servers come around, they offer drinks and um, they take your entree order. Um, Probably not a super big deal unless you want to specifically order something. Um, however, um, Yorin and uh, Solthrin sit at a table at the edge of the room, and um, Blake sits at the table in the center aisle, um, maybe one row away from the alchemist and his friends. Um, Jacques is not at dinner. He seems to be out in the courtyard somewhere. We will have him tell you where you are. But um, people are kind of conversing um, there's idle conversation, 
happy faces and uh, people are sitting around waiting for um, the meal to be brought out. Um, I will give you guys a few more minutes of housekeeping if there's anything you want to say. Otherwise, um, Sultherin uh, is going to start a fight with Yorin. All right. All right, Sultherin, you got any idea what we should fight about? <clears throat> well, I got some things to say. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> First off, your outfit doesn't match. It's terrible. It looks so bad. Your collar is up, and you are w you're one of three people here wearing a mask. I don't understand. Like, nobody else is wearing a mask. Why wouldn't you? Honestly, you should just go take it back to the boat, and you should change into your spare outfit, and you'll match a little better. Then we wouldn't be so, we wouldn't stand out so much. It's all your fault that people are looking at me like this. This outfit is vintage, and at least it's not alive. So maybe it's the person that wears the outfit, and not the outfit on the person, huh? Maybe oh, you're the problem. And I thought you wanted me to take the mask off, but I see you don't like the man underneath it either. Yeah, is this the thanks I get for saving your life? You know, I wish you'd let me die. Maybe I will. Storms <laughs> out. Sorry, everyone. Does anyone clap? Yes, the bartender the bartender that was making drinks very um, wild and uh, exotic. Was like, oh, that was very good, very good. Excellent. Speak from the heart is the season. And, um... Yorin grabs a pitcher on the way out. Yeah, Yorin grabs a pitcher on the way out. Um, so yeah, Yorin, um, I don't know if you walk straight to Jacques, um, but he... Yeah. No? You do you just loiter in you the... You wouldn't go straight to Jacques at all. Do you loiter in the courtyard? Uh, I'm gonna go around the courtyard and, like, peek a little bit and wait for the, uh, commotion to start. Okay. Um, I don't know what the commotion is. So, unless there's anything um, going on, um, we will wait just a little bit as the alchemist says, Thank you all for coming tonight. Our food is ready. You may bring out the entrees. And um, you can either start the commotion as they're bringing everybody their foods, or you can do it shortly after everything is delivered. the food at the table. Okay. People have not started. So, is it shrimp? Oh, we got lots of stuff. Let me tell you about the food and drinks. We have the entrees. Uh, we have three entrees of choice. Um, there's the grilled lobster with garlic butter sauce, filet mignon with the truffle sauce, and then the chicken piccata with lemon caper sauce. So um, there is some seafood. And you're allowed to order multiple things. So you see some of the people have ordered surf and turf, the lobster and the filet, or the chicken. Yorin is regretting having the fight before entrees are served. <laughs> <laughs> you saw them in the kitchen. You know they look good. Um, but yeah, so everyone gets their food delivered to them. Um, people, uh, the servers keep the drinks full and flowing. And um, people begin to have their meals, conversing over life and the troubles of the world with this group it's the troubles of tax evasion right tax evasion there's not enough oh, necromantic wow. bodies to do the labor for free the indentured servants they work their whole life and then they work their whole death it's fair okay i'm basically waiting for a signal of like guards <clears throat> all right i'm gonna take a nice hefty swig of my alcoholic beverage. You're gonna you know. need it, buddy. Buckle and up. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna buckle up, Buttercup, because this is going off the wall. <laughs> this is the Hot Wheels movie hitting 300 going up the wall. What? That, that is a niche reference, and I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. You sweet summer child. Okay. So. 
All right. I imagine I'm sitting there. I'm sweating a little bit. I'm like, oh shit! I gotta come. Up with you a speak up a little bit. I gotta come up with a distraction right now. Um, and there's, I just, I just kind of go, um, hey lady, I could really use some magic right now. Are you praying? Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, Mac, this is your rule. Yeah. What? Talk to Matt. I'm not allowed to talk about your god. I don't know anything about your god. I don't know anything about it at all as a player all right, and as a character. All right, real DM. <laughs> Sorry. Tag out. Right. <laughs> and you just hear um, a voice in your head. Speak to the microphone. Then may you have the chaos of a summer storm. And you feel a surge of power as your magic awakens. Let's go. And with that... Um, I'm not going to use the real name because I feel like that's giving away some stuff. Yeah, you can just describe it narratively and just uh, make me make the rolls. There's How many eight, people are at the table? Eight people per table, you included. How far How close is the table behind me? Um, reasonable party distance. What's the radius? Is it a radius? I believe it's a radius. I have a... I have a cube. Okay. So I imagine centered on you, or do you want to offset it to maybe hit two full tables? Let's hit two full tables. Okay. Um, so you kind of put um, the corner of your table at the corner of one of your area of effect, and um, I will give you the choice. Do you want to do your table, which is in the second row, and you want to target the table on the alchemist side or away from the alchemist? It's with everything in the cube. I know, but you can offset the square. So you do want your table in row two. There's like three tables. Do you want, yeah, do you want... Table one and two, or table two and three? It doesn't really matter, does it? Probably not. Do you want to see if there's anyone that might... Yeah, I'm going to look around if there's anybody at... Okay, I will roll a VIP for um, table one. At one of these tables that I look at and I go, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to best that. VIP at table one is... um, Actually, um, we're going to put Reginald Wakefield, the human nobleman from the beginning. Just your human. And then... At table two. This is table three. I'm sorry, table three. We've already rolled for table two. That's um, Riven Shadow Step. Uh, table number three has Brother Marcus. He is a human priest. Middle-aged man, bald head, kindly smile, wears a brown robe and carries a holy symbol of some... Probably okay. Does he have a handlebar mustache and do people refer to him as Brother... Brother, no. Uh, no, he he looks like a very uh, ordered, orderly person. Um, the human is probably less susceptible. Okay, so one and two. How many rolls do I need to make? Sixteen. Well, fifteen because I'm sitting there. Okay. So let's just. What's the DC? So Blake's doing some magic. Thirteen. Okay, well, this is charm, correct? This is charm. Okay, so I'm going to assume... I am sweating. Well, it's probably going to affect most people. But there is a drink that um, gives advantage to the charm effect. And not everybody's drinking that. There's custom order drinks. So I'm going to say, um, out of 16 people, we will give... All right, let me just start rolling dice. 15. 15 people. 15 people, because you are one of them. I'm going to play along with this madness. Okay, I'm so we have one pass so far. 
wow, that's amazing. I rolled two nat ones out of those four. I'm nervous, Grayson! It's fine, it's fine. It's like half. No, she's so far well over half. Okay, so there's... Perfect. Okay, one person out of those four. That's... 16 people. Okay, so... Um... Four people have passed the save, and for the okay, so events, there's twelve of us. Yes, so um, <laughs> I think for narrative's sake, Question. it would make sense that Riven Shadow Step. Oh, do I have the Bard? Oh, um, the Bard is an elf, so she would get to roll with advantage. So why are you doing this to me? Um, but either way, let's see. She might make five. Oh, a nat one and an eight. So sh that's not going to pass. So um, for narrative's sake, it would make sense that Riven Shadowstep, uh, the gloomy rogue, is going to be on one of the ends of the table. That's where he would like to sit. So I'm just going to put the four people that are unaffected as the four people furthest away from you. So two people on either table at the ends, kind of farthest away. Um, not a big deal, but yeah, most people out of these uh, 16 are uh, under whatever is about to happen. Out of 16. Charmed. Yes. Yeah, but I can't what, what happens? How much leeway are you going to give me? Um, that depends on how... Uh, I don't know. People are super drunk. And there's a... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I can't answer that. Um, okay. So I am not going to sing this. <laughs> this is not going to happen. There's no amount of money or drunkness that Haley can get to. If you sing it, I'll give you inspiration. No. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, basically, I am going to launch into the whole Beetlejuice scene of them sitting at the table. However... I probably have to kick it off. And then I need the bard. Okay. Well, because they are under your magical effect, you can simply target the bard. It's within the abilities. I think you could. You start it off, and then you can kind of just. Yeah. And I want to, like, throw it to the bard. Oh. So the bard knows the song. Yeah. She's so a bard. We can't like see you, Grace. We're going to get copyrighted. <laughs> Creative Commons, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, describe to the viewers that might not know Beetlejuice, like me or Mac, what you do. So it sounds like Blake has begun to spontaneously sing and dance. Yes, so Blake um, starts to spontaneously sing and dance, um, and I launch into this whole musical number in the middle of this dinner. And what I'm hoping to do is throw it to the 11 other people who are also under the effect of this charm. So basically, everybody breaks out into this musical number. And it's, it's a flash mob. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay, so how about this? Um, I will have you make a performance check and finger guard the also, bard. I'm also trying to blend in. I know, As I know. if this is happening to me as well. So I think if you roll your performance and finger gun the bard, I will roll the influential performance check as the bard because the bard knows the song and the bard is the one who's convincing the people. So 
roll your performance check to start things off and then pass it to the bard and depend if you do well i will give the bard advantage on their performance to get the rest of the table if you roll a one and then the bard rolls a one everyone does it but it's terrible it's off key it's tragic we'll see let's go I'm so nervous I rolled a 17, which is a dirty 20. Wow. Okay, so you get a dirty Let's 20. Go. You go, daylight come and the one go home. And you point towards the bard. And uh, Silphy Nightingale, uh, she suddenly is overwhelmed by your passion. And she stands up dramatically, <laughs> knocking her chair over, pulls the lute off of her back, and she begins to sing. Oh my gosh, how synergistic. I rolled a 15 and a 16, so that's going to be another dirty 20. And suddenly, as she begins to play the recognizable tune, now with music, the 12 people, including um, you, uh, begin to stand up from their chairs, do the hula dance, putting their arms in the air, and one sing. One person's got an ice bucket, they're pounding on it. one go home. And, uh... Yeah, so suddenly everybody goes quiet as the music begins to echo off the walls. The serving staff stands still and the conversations drop. Somebody probably drops their cup and it breaks in a loud clash. And everybody begins to observe this magical effect. Um, this is very strange. Many of people are going to recognize this as um, magic of compulsion, which, though illegal is here in a place where it's not necessarily death. So I have some rolls to see how the host and the guards and the staff react. I'm about to die. Or the host is going to love it. So um, I, have to, I have to think about the order in which things are going to do. So the host is going to roll first. and Can I get the guards in a minute? Because this is the cue I was waiting for. Actually, that might impact the roll. All right. Lauren. Uh, you've been loitering around, waiting for this, and suddenly you see the bard stand up and kind of launch their chair, and they begin to sing, and everyone else begins to stand and sing around their table. Do 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 do. What do you do? Um, I am going to be like, time to put on a show, and I'm gonna down some of the pitcher. And just toss the rest into the fountain as I run by. Yeet! And I'm gonna run up to the guards, like, red face, act like I'm completely out of breath. And be like, there's something's wrong! The dining room! Something's wrong with the potions! And okay. I'm gonna, like, fall to a knee and point behind me trying to get the guard to run that way. Um... Are you still under the effect of the cloud rune? Uh, cloud rune is just a constant effect. Okay, roll with advantage. Alright, that's a 13 for the first one. It's a 13 for the first one. I got that one on the side. Okay, I will roll for two guards. There is the guard at the stairs that you are tar targeting the most, and then there is one of the guards that is standing in the courtyard keeping, you know, the peace. So first we'll do the stairway. And then we did the courtyard. Wow, very similar. What did you get? I got a 13. Hmm. So uh, I have one success and one fail. So you see the guard at the stairs like, what do you mean the potions? And uh, the other one comes running over. He's like, we have to go check. Something's wrong. And he's like, no, 
We have to keep our post. Do you say anything to try and persuade the second one that passed you safe? They're, they're not acting right. They, they're, they're trying. Don't you hear the glass breaking? All right, roll again. Do I get advantage on this or just straight roll? You still have your cloud roll, so. All right, so that's a four for the first one. Oh, shit. That's an 18. Good thing you have advantage. Yeah, they just got a 10. And he's like, what do you mean? Uh, they're not behaving like normal. There's, there's glass breaking? Yeah, there's glass breaking. They're shattering. They're singing about the daylight coming. They all want to go home. They want to go home. <laughs> okay, um, with that, you have successfully persuaded the two of these guards. However, the one at the stairway is like, okay, all right, we got to go, but we can't leave. There's, uh, everyone's at dinner. It's fine, right? And he's like, we can, we can break rotation. It's fine. And uh, one of the guards is going to look up the stairs, and he's going to yell in his loudest voice, like, Alan! 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 Down the stairs! Hey! I have to go! There's trouble! Hold the stairs! It's not Alan, it's Steve. <laughs> Steve! Steve! Look at his Alan. And, uh, Alan. Um, you hear the clattering of one of the guards uh, quickly and hastily run down the stairs. He's like, what's going on? He's like, we have to go! We have to go! There's something in the dining room! Hold this post! And the two of the guards that you have successfully persuaded are going to rush after you towards the dining room. Alright. I believe we cut to Jacques. You see Yorin and these two guards rush towards the dining room across the courtyard, and you see this confused-looking guardsman uh, come down the stairs and uh, come down the stairs and look confused, look around. And then take up a guard post. I would like to sneak past him as best I can. Like, while parkour jump over him, since he's still kind of getting used to it. Okay. Um, while you're doing that, like, do I see you coming? Because... I think so. And you've been prepared for this. Right, you know, know in that case, as soon as I kind of catch wind of Jacques, I'm going to increase my room. Like, I can't breathe in these rooms! And I'm just gonna fall over at the guard's feet and act like I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> like, it's the corset! We have to take it off! <laughs> and yeah, one of the guards one of the guards just grabs your ugly sweater and oh just well, let's see if he can do it. Oh yeah. He just rips this thing down the middle. It's like, should I he's breathing! He's breathing and they um Totally confused. Um, I'm gonna roll. All right, I'm gonna roll insight to see if any of them are okay. Um, so they begin to like. Uh, I'll help him. You can see what's wrong with the dining hall. And one of the guards goes, and you've made it pretty much to the the hallway outside of the dining room, and uh, you're trying to distract the guard on duty, right? Yep. Okay. So um, because this is pretty far fetched and you're not super close, go ahead and roll with disadvantage. On performance. Okay, performance it is. Do I have any addition to that? No. I, I have a one to that. Plus one. All right, first roll is a 13. Second roll is a 19, so it's a 13. Okay, I have a plus zero to this roll. Ha! 19. <laughs> All right. Um, it's a good effort. As, as I do this, I'm just going to like look to Jacques and be like, is it time to crack heads? 
Um, well, we'll see. Because, Jacques, <laughs> you have been prepared for this. So go ahead and roll your stealth with advantage. And then come up with a clever way on how you slip past this guard. 22. Ooh. Okay, so let me describe uh, in a bit more detail the stairs. So there is a large... You are at the wall of one of the buildings that goes up to the two-story section. And instead of a door, there's this large arch. And that is where the guard is kind of standing by. Behind that, you see a large... I mean, it's very large. Two people can walk up this stone spiral staircase at the same time. And it's about 10 feet behind the guard. You can't see it above that. There's torches along the wall and he is looking over towards the distraction and the place. So I will roll um no, I will roll with disadvantage. He is he is flustered and distracted. Um that would still make sense. So given all of the effort, I will roll Ooh boy. Uh wisdom. I've got a ten. So, you remain stealthed, and while and you've been hiding before the uh, alarm was risen, and perhaps just around the corner of this arch, and uh, as this guy comes running down the stairs, and with Yorin's uh, faint, uh, kind of at the other end of the courtyard, you see a lack of concentration, and you slip around the corner, sulking along the walls to the back of the room where the stairs spiral up. Yeah, you slip past this guy. And you know that because Yoren called down one of the guards, there is a gap in whatever rotation is going on. So, you don't have forever, but you have bought yourself some time. You know the person above is now below. So, Take that as you will. As above, so below. Got it. <laughs> um, I'm booking it to this gallery so okay. I can find this so damn potion. So you now. rush up the stairs. <laughs> and uh, it's just one circle set of stairs, and you come into this large antechamber. It seems to be um, kind of a more beefed-up version of a waiting room for somebody outside of their bedroom. However, this is very ornately decorated with fine art, gold curtains, fancy lights. Some of the lights are um, chemical or perhaps magical in nature. Um, you see fine tapestries along the wall, um, pottery. You see statues and likenesses of some of the great people. And in the center of the room, you see a chest. There is a very simple kind of wooden chest with golden um, facets and uh, just your traditional hinges whatnot. Um, but there's no one else in the room. Sorry for the interruption, everyone. Our one shot is too long to be uploaded as one continuous episode, so I have split it pretty much down the middle, but please just continue on to the next episode to continue the story. Thanks.